Alright, let's start the process of transferring tape 3 for Saturday, October the 4th, year 2014. And the end of the show. Had the word trails in it. Happy, happy trails. There you go. Uh, yeah. Very good. There you go. Very good. There you go. Okay, tell me what you want in your envelope that's starting to get pretty fat here. Um, uh, do you have the Dr. Kildare uh, series or uh, all, yes, all I of do. this? Yep. I have a whole bunch of them. I don't know if it's the entire series, but whatever I have, you will have. Okay. All right. Well, Marilyn, I'm so glad you're doing well, and I thank you for calling. Okay, and... Um, just tell everybody about the Victor Reader and, uh, you know, what it can do. And You already did. Yep. You bet. <laughs> well, I, I, you I, haven't, I, I haven't, I don't get a chance to talk to Kurt or anybody like that, you know. Uh, you know, if sometimes he calls up on Yesterday USA or, you know. Yeah. Well, we'll get the word out. That way, uh. Maybe Kurt can, it could help it around, maybe he can give us a call and you, give us a little more updates. Both networks on the Victor Reader. That's nice. Yeah. That's very nice. Yeah. Well, Melon, we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Take care. Alright. Bye. Bye. It is a really warm evening here, Tim, before. 11 o'clock, 11 before 11 o'clock, here in California on Saturday night, October the 4th, year 2014. Uh, this is replayed on Wednesdays on the blue, and so keep keep an eye for that. Tomorrow, we're going to be featuring the interview that we did with country singer legend Bill Anderson, who had a big hit in the 60s called Still, and you'll hear that tomorrow tomorrow's show. Uh, on October 17th, Don Will, who played Mary Ann on Golden Island, will join us. And on Sunday, October the 19th, Grace Beamer's grandson, Bob Daniel, will be with us. Hello there, you're on there. Hello. Hello. Hello, party. Hello there. Who is this? You don't know who this is. It's Bob. It's good. I'm, I'm way past my nighttime. <laughs> there you go. Now I recognize your voice. You must have been hunkered down in bed. Uh, why aren't I? No. That's what I keep asking myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you, you were in the Navy, right? Navy? Uh-huh. No. I was in the wild blue yonder. Ah, oh, the Air Force. Not bad either. Okay. Oi. I've been asking Navy questions throughout the night, so I thought maybe you would oh, know. Navy questions? Uh-huh. Yeah, oh, you can you can put a boat on a ship. You can't put a ship on a ship. But no, no. And submarines are boats. <laughs> but you really can't put that on a ship. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, and, and the ceiling is the overhead. Okay, that's pretty.
pretty good. The deck. That's pretty good. The walls are the uh, bulkheads. The ladders are or the uh, steps are the are the are ladders. Good. <clears throat> the windows are portholes. Good. Uh, the hole in the in the in the deck is a is a hatch. And uh, I think you've been on a boat. You sleep in a bunk. How far can a Tomahawk missile shoot be when they launch it from a battleship? How far can it go? Well, it's a long ways if you're on the receiving end. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. How, how far can they go? A, a Tomahawk? Yep. Um, the battleship, I will carry 32 uh, of them. They just mentioned them the other day, and I think they said they were about a million dollars apiece or something like that. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Okay, Tomahawk missile. I will say has a range of tomahawks. Can they fly on their own like a drone? Oh, it seems like it. And I'll say 150 miles. A lot further than that. Oh yeah. They were really. Yeah, they were. They were, they were out. Oh, I don't know what, where they're at over there, but they're shooting them all the way over. We used to shoot, use them in the Persian Gulf. How far can they go? 1,600 miles. <laughs> That's a lot of miles. That is a lot of miles. You can't even hide in a bunker. They'll blow the bunker up. That is true. 1,600 uh, miles. Well, they, I don't know if it was a million dollars or seven million dollars, but it's a bunch for each one that they shot. Yeah, these are not ones you practice with on the firing range. No. Well, I don't think they practice with them too much. No. No. Okay. Well, you helped push, you helped pull, rescue push, push, Walden's mess. Push, pull, click, click. Push, pull. Change blades that quick. That, is that Chick? That was Chick. Okay. <clears throat> the other one that you had was, was Gillette. That was right. They used to sponsor the... Fights on Wednesday night. I thought that was Friday night. Well, they could have been on Friday night too, but they were. Oh no, was that Lucky? Didn't Lucky sponsor the fights on Friday? One of them. Who? Lucky Strikes. Then they used to sp sponsor the fights. Well, they may have too. Yeah. Now, what was not a cough and a carload? What? <laughs> I have no idea. What was? Say again. What was that? Not a cough and a carload. Not a cough and a carload. A coffin was correct. That's what I thought you said was coffin. <laughs> not a cough. Boy, that was a pretty stupid slogan, wasn't it? But not a cough and um, a carload. Not a cough in a carload. It was a. It was a cigarette. A yeah, a cigarette. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, it might have been old golds or something like that. Well, I mean, what a. Stupid slogan. A coffin. I mean, you talk about. Oh dear me. And then somebody. Then there was another one that it suits you to a T. Oh, that was camel. Camel. Yep. Uh, well, of course they had. I walk a mile for a camel. That was a big one. Mile for a camel. And then of course, what was it? Nine out of ten doctors. Uh, recommended camels. <laughs> um, 
What else? What else? It was old gold, not old a cough in a carload. I never heard of it. Old wow. gold? Unreal. Old gold. You were right. I, I just, I can't believe some, oh, dear me. Oh, dear me. I mean, I, oh, good grief. <laughs> I just can't believe that somebody let this go through. I guess they were saying that the other cigarettes give you a cough. Yeah, but not a coffin. Yeah, not a coffin, a carload. I mean, think, yeah, not a coffin, a carload. Not a, not I a thought coffin. you were saying. Cough. Yeah, I <laughs> thought you were saying. Or I know that I realized that after you said it the second time, but the first time through, I I thought you were saying not a coffin. Oh well. But a uh, carload. I, yeah. I, I guess it's. Oh boy. Oh boy. I mean, this, and this was at a time when the whole world was talking about cigarettes causing cancer. I should have said that slower. Not a... No, no, no. No, you said it correctly. That's exactly the way they would have said it in an ad. I, oh, I just caught in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, you guys are doing really well. Um... Well, let's see. How about cars? We can take... Um... Oh, gosh. What was the one that Dinosaur had? See, the USA in your Chevrolet. Chevrolet. Yeah. That was famous. Um, did General Motors have one? Well, that's Chevrolet with General Motors. Okay. Uh, Oldsmobile, somebody. In your Mary Oldsmobile. I don't know if that was part of a song. Uh, yes. Yes, it was. That, that song. In your Mary Oldsmobile. Mary Oldsmobile. Right. But I don't think that was a commercial. Um. Yeah, it was, and they actually had a song with it. It's somewhere in my junk. Well, I'm trying to think when Groucho, You Bet Your Life, when they were Plymouth. Was it Plymouth their sponsor? Yeah, mm -hmm. Plymouth, I think. I'm trying so to you're, think. You're Plymouth, Plymouth DeSoto. You're DeSoto Plymouth Yeah, but DeSoto. I think there was a slogan for DeSoto. What was that? I'm still hung up on the cigarette ads. I'm coming along. I found, I came across the site, cigarette ads and slogans of yesteryear. Some uh -huh. of these were incredible. You want to read some? Yes. Oh. When, when you said the beer that made Milwaukee famous? Yeah. That was slim. Mm -hmm. I thought so. Yes, I, I found that. We needed help with that one. Where were you when we needed it? Okay. Um, blow some my way. Who? These are cigarettes. Blow some my way was a Chesterfield ad in 1952. For digestion's sake, you had to smoke these cigarettes for digestion's sake. This was a little before everybody's time. It was a Camel cigarette in 1923. Huh. 1923? Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. Camel had 40%, 45% of the first truly feminine cigarette, almost as pretty as you are. 
Wow. Did he give Can a you? <laughs> Did he give a you? It's something like it's, I've, um, Fatima. It doesn't. It doesn't give a year. The cigarette was Eve. Who? And apparently it Eve. didn't last very long. Eve, like Adam and Eve. Huh. That was the name of it. What was okay. This Eve, like Adam and Eve. It was Eve cigarettes. Oh, Eve. Yes. Uh huh. Farewell to the ugly cigarette. That was part of it. Farewell to the ugly cigarette. Smoke hours instead. <laughs> okay. Brand of cigarette. Now, you guys ought to know this one. You've come a long way, baby. That's Virginia Swims, right? Very good. You did it. Okay. Just what the doctor ordered. Isn't it scary? That was a cigarette? Yeah. That was that, that was a cigarette ad included just what the doctor ordered. It would be my guess be camels, but I don't, that'd be my guess. No, but that's a good guess because they used to advertise doctors. the camels at Chesterfield, I guess. Do- doctor, Excuse me, had the doctors, yeah, nine out of ten doctors. Yeah. You say that was Chesterfield? Um, no, well, I'm I'm asking. We're just kind of having a conversation all around the question. Just what the doctor ordered. What cigarette advertised that way? I don't know. Unless it was old gold again. No, it was L and M. For Liggett and Myers. Now this one is really cool. Pardon? You know what the L and M stood for? Liggett and Myers. Liggett and Myers. All right. Now this one, I don't have a date on this, and I don't have any idea what brand this is, but the tagline or the slogan was "Making smoking safe for smokers." Making, smoking, making, right? For smokers, safe for smokers. Isn't uh, that disgusting? I don't have a, a date on this one. Probably it was, a filter. It was put out by. Pardon? Uh, probably a filter cigarette, be my guess, right? If you smoke one pack of cigarettes a day, you will inhale at least 400 milligrams of nicotine per week. This much nicotine in one single injection would kill you as quick as a bullet. How about that? That okay, part of bonded, bonded Tobacco Company put that one out. I don't oh. ever remember. Bonded. Bonded. Don't know. Now, pick me up and smoke me sometime. That was a cigar. Oh, oh I don't know. Right Hey, big spender, spend a little dime on me. You remember who used to give coupons? No. Was it Arthur Godfrey? What cigarette used to give coupons? Oh, that was... um, You got one in every pack? Raleigh. Who? Raleigh. Raleigh gave out coupons, yes? I think it was Raleigh. Raleigh. Okay, this one, this, this is a cigar. Uh, pick me up and smoke me sometime, or hey, big spender, spend a little dime on me. That was a Muriel cigar. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, I remember that one. Okay, in 1962, Winston Cigarettes spokespersons were 
Winston's taste good like a cigarette should. Winston tastes good like a cigarette should, but they had characters that were um, they were their spokespersons for the cigarettes. Big advertising campaign. Nineteen sixty-two. Must not have been a radio program. <laughs> it was the Flintstones, the kids' show? The it would advertise. Uh-huh. It would advertise Winston cigarettes on the kids' show. I've seen some of the commercials. It is absolutely over the top. <laughs> um, well, yeah. that was that a was that a true kids' program or was that a little bit adult too? Well, I mean, grown-ups enjoyed it. I think it was one of those that had double humor in each, you know, in in, in each, what, what's the word I want, Walden? In each joke, for lack of a better word, there was often an adult component to it that would sail right over kids' heads. I guess like Rocky was, and Bullwinkle. Yeah, I guess it was written for kids, but, with, uh, with, but it had appeal to adults for somehow. It it did, because it had some over-the-kids-heads type comments in it um, that the kids just wouldn't make heads or tail out of. For Bullwinkle? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bullwinkle and Rocky were like that as well. Who Mm. who always uses the moose to say goodnight? Oh, Mike Handy does that. Yeah, I I like moose and squirrel. Um, let's see. Okay, well, it's, there's quite a list here. Oh, here, your choice for mildness. Uh, I'm sorry, your choice for taste and mildness. What cigarette was that? 1950. That that was Camel, and that was the one where doc that more doctors smoked that brand than any others. Oh lordy! Were you a smoker? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I quit quite a while ago. Uh, I I quit when they were a long time ago too, but I used to like to smoke. I I loved it. If I I told my doctor to give me six months to live, I'll I'll stop at Seven Eleven on my way home. Bought a carton of cigarettes now. When I was in the <laughs> you'd buy them for a dollar a carton overseas. Really? Yeah. Oh my goodness. But they had a limit on them. One week you could get one carton, and the next week you could get two cartons. Oh. And, Why? And they give you a little coupon book. You had a with, with coupons in them because a lot of stuff was rationed. Mm-hmm. Cigarettes were, and so. But they were they worked real good on the black market. So Ooh, you, you, I'll bet they did. Oh yeah, you could uh, you could you could trade those in. Well, the only the only thing they were. Well, I haven't heard. I imagine cigarettes have kept going up over the last four to five years. What, for a pack of cigarettes? Yeah. 
Well, when they, that, that, they were 10 cents a pack over there, but there wasn't any tax on them. Yeah. That made a difference. I mean, I know now in New York... The, 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 $60, the, the, $65, dollars I've heard in some places it's over $100. Uh, okay. I, you could put that much... You could, I, I could drive 500 miles on a tank of gas. <laughs> yeah. If I wanted to go on a straight line. Incredible. Just incredible. Oh, well. Did you see so what have you been up to? How is my badger? The badger? Uh-huh. Last time I was up there, he was—he's—he's he's around. He's, he's not digging as deep a holes as he was. But, uh, well, maybe he's got—you left him a lot of food on the top. Well, now he digs where those oak trees were, and I think he digs down and gets grubs and stuff. He even digs where yeah. there hasn't been an oak tree for a long time, and he digs down in there. Good badger. Oh, I forgot Good what badger. I was going to ask you. Oh, did they you get a lot of stuff? Did you see in the news today how uh, uh, John Wayne is having trouble at the airport? No, about with Duke University. No, I haven't seen anything about Duke. No. Well, apparently, who's that? Nathan, John Wayne's son. Oh, uh, forgotten. Well, I remember Patrick. I, I didn't know. Well, Patrick, I think he. Movies, but uh, yeah, I think Nathan kind of runs uh, the family. Well, Wayne Enterprises, or okay, yeah. okay. Well, apparently they want to make I don't know, it's, it's some kind of liquor. It could be bourbon or something, right? And they're calling it Duke. And then they've got a picture of John Wayne on the label with his with his rifle, mm. and then he's got his signature down at the bottom. And oh boy. Duke University is complaining about that. I, I think that's a good complaint. <laughs> no, I, I do. Duke is such a highly recognized name. You say Duke, and you guys, especially into football, automatically think of the university. Well, they don't have a very why good football. Why would it not be seen as a university product? They don't have a very good football team, basketball.
I mean, if, if you went into a grammar school or even a high school and said, who was John Wayne? How many kids would raise their hands? Oh, kids would know him? I don't think so. Well, yeah, but... Oh, yeah, but... I, those same kids in high school... Say, yeah, but, Walton... <laughs> those those I, kids in high school are not going to be running around buying booze. Yeah, I think the Duke... John Wayne is a strong, it's a very strong brand compared to, I bet you the heyday when Duke was John Wayne was alive, I think more people were known, when you thought the, the Duke, they thought of John Wayne rather than the university. Oh, when, when you said the Duke. The Duke, uh-huh. Instantly, and, and in his era, I don't even know how, how famous or popular Duke University was. Did anybody, anybody know Duke University. When did the university open? I don't know. It's, been a while. it's probably an old school. It's, it's a really fine academic um, institution. I know that. And I, I live on Duke. I live in College Park, so I live on Duke, as you know. 2527-Duke. You can send all your tissue you're there. not you're not in court because your name is on a bottle of beer. What is, what, what's in the bottle? Uh, I'm not all bourbon or
I can see why. <laughs> oh, I didn't. Yeah, but I think they did it for the farmer years ago. That's what I always thought. But Patricia thinks it's for the golfers. Oh, I, yeah, that's the one industry that benefits the most. Mm -hmm. The golfers? And I think if we golf, yeah. They sure don't benefit from Because them. when guys get off work, and I say guys because they're more likely to go out on a golf course after work, Did you? they have time, they have enough daylight left on the clock to play 18 holes instead of nine. Rollin. Mm-hmm. You get that joke? What joke is that? Well, I sent you that joke. I sent oh, yes. I sent it to yes, I did. It was very good. I thought that was kind of Very funny. good. And have you got rid of your call waiting? Yes, I have. Did they just do that, or did you have to call them again? I called them. I called the... Age and disability number, and for us who have UVerse, I have two lines on UVerse. You use star 370 pound, removes it completely, and then they removed it on my studio number and saved me $4 a month. Well, there is a charge. They were charging you for something you didn't want Correct. and then refused to do refuse to disconnect it right Bob who do we who do we get on the phone to talk with about this Dick Tracy can you refer us to the president Perry, of the company Perry Mason talk to who about what <laughs> <laughs> we want to I want to talk to someone about this nonsense that Walden could not get call waiting yanked off his phone for three weeks. Four weeks? Public service. How long did it? Three. They screwed up for my... For three weeks. They I screwed wanna, up my... I want to talk to the president of AT&T. They screwed up my phone bill, and they were going to try to stick up the $500 phone bill. And then when I told them, no, 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 uh, they wanted to give me a $100 rebate. And I said, no, you're going to take... You're going to eliminate the bill. And so I asked for the supervisor, and they got it taken care of. And so when they fixed, when they put, they took my all my long distance passages off my phone. That's why I had it helped me knowing it. And so when they put that back on, and then they just gave me call waiting. So that took three weeks to get that off. Uh, oh, Lordy. Okay, well, I have nine minutes. April 30th, 1916, the United States. That's right. They they daylight savings time. They gave it to me and charged me. Yeah. What was it? Yeah, isn't it great? And then refused to take it off. <laughs> Is that called? And I just love this. Okay. Yeah, we're making money from you. Why won't we bother to take it off? Okay, Germany was the first country in modern days to implement daylight savings time. Germany? Germany. Germany and the United States, and that was on April 30th, 1916. I knew it started in, in Germany. Mm. During the war. And it was, it was an effort to save fuel during World War I. One. Uh -huh. uh, the, you know, just changing the numbers on the clock just, you know, baffles me when they, when they say it's going to save fuel. But anyway, because the Germans did it, the rest of the countries 
including the United States, followed very quickly. Well, they did so, it in 1916? Yeah, during the World War One. Oh, that's, that's so they could start shooting earlier in the morning. I they're... get so. <laughs> they're talking about it saving fuel. Now, I don't think airplanes fly by daylight clocks either. I think they fly by daylight. I don't know. It, it just, it's nuts. This has got to be male logic I'm looking at. <laughs> No, I don't like you don't think it's some female or not. You don't think some female would do that. There is no female who could come up with something like this. <laughs> None that I know of. I don't like days. I like savings time. You, you, well, not many other people do either. You know, you, you, you're telling me that what would a female create? Yes, what would a female <laughs> create in terms of uh, as a substitute? She wouldn't do anything. <laughs> It's 6 o'clock in New York, it stays 6 o'clock in New York. 8 o'clock in, in California, it stays 8 o'clock in California. This is nonsense back and forth telling me it's going to save fuel by disrupting my sleep? I don't think so. You know, if they had 12 hours of daylight, it didn't make any difference what the clock said. Did, did, you, did, did you understand that, that the difference between... Uh, 16-inch gun and, and, a, and, a, and a 50 caliber bullet, you, you know, to relate to that, if you're going to get one in the mail, you'll see what they are. But. I guess so, but, <laughs> but I guess I guess what I was trying to explain to Hollywood that in the Navy, they, 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 count, they do the, it's different than what's on land, but I guess we're getting a different bullet anyway. Fifty-eight caliber is what they used in the Civil War. For cannons? So maybe, no, rifle. Okay. So maybe, so maybe Navy's a little behind the time? Uh-huh. Maybe the Navy's a little behind the time? Well, no, but those guns... Hey, uh, I don't, caliber. They, 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 they like to, sometimes they'll use, uh, you know, like, uh, uh, they call them millimeters. Right. You know, that's cannons and stuff like that. Sure. But it, it launched from a 19 feet, you know, uh, bill. Catch how much gunpowder it takes him to, to you to, to shoot off a bullet. To shoot? Yep. To shoot one of those? 50. Oh. Yep. What, 50 caliber? Uh-huh. Bullet? Yep. How fast do they 50, fire? 58 caliber bullet. Well, travel twice. I, I, it, I have a Civil War 50 caliber, 58 caliber. And I loaded it up. I, I think I put 40 grains of black powder in it. And this one, Patricia, traveled 26.6 miles. Oh, 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 well, in that case, I'll put 20 pounds of powder. Six, How close am I? 650 pounds. For one lousy uh, yes. projectile? Yes. Has anybody gone back to the drawing board <laughs> on this? Another male design here. That's, that it takes a lot to push that out the end of that barrel. Okay. I'm how, going. I'm going to reserve my comment. Si they explained it was 650 pounds of gunpowder. 600. 650. 50 pounds. Okay. How many people during World War Two? How many? Uh, by the way, anti anti aircraft. Fire mm -hmm. was unpenetrable. 
uh, in World War Two, because With what? you could no airline, no airplane could penetrate through anti-aircraft fire. If you were gonna, okay. if you were gonna fly over it, because of all the stuff they threw up there, they they uh, they created holes. How many pounds of powder? Six hundred fifty. So how many times did they fire this gun? Well, or these guns? They they were shooting four bullets at a shot with these things. Now that's a, that's so the talking about on a ship, right? Would, right. Would pop off four. Uh huh. And then have to reload. Then then put another clip in to reload. Six hundred and fifty pounds. How in heaven's name did they get six hundred and fifty pounds of powder in one of those guns? Trisha, he's talking about guns on a ship. Right. I understand that. Okay, but, but you're telling me six hundred and fifty pounds, and this is an 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 onboard gun that's what nineteen feet long. Yep. It's it's one of the things that we see in the World War Two newsreels. Yep. But to lift and load 650 pounds, you do not do it a teaspoon, a tablespoon, or a cup at a time. No. How did they do it? I didn't get into the mechanics of it. I was just, I mean, that's why they explained it's not, it's definitely a team approach wanting to shoot these things off. A team approach? They should have had a team of mules. <laughs> you mean, how Holy did they load that? That's what, that's what Patricia's trying to figure out. How did they load... 650 pounds. How did, how did they load ever, 650 pounds of powder in Navarone? the gun? Go ahead, Patricia. Gun, guns of the Navarone? I, I never saw that. With Gregory Peck? Well, Didn't see it. If you watch, you got to watch war movies, then you can see how they do that. But they had a... They'd, uh, they, 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 put the, they put the projectile, the, 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 the bullet in first, and then they these the powder came in 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 little uh, uh well not little packets but little little bundles or whatever round ones and they yeah. those on and and then there was a, a a ram that would push that on up in behind the bullet until they got right. anything that they were going to put in there and then they closed the breech and and shoot it. Well, but if they're loading 650 pounds of this stuff and one man carries, let's say, arbitrarily 50 pounds, that would let him move relatively fast. No. That's 12 men to load one gun. I, they, 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 they did it automatically. Those, How? Those, the, the powder would roll down on, the, on this, like this little chute or whatever, and then push it on up in there like that. Oh. He didn't have somebody carry it on over and put it on there. Well, okay, I feel better now. <laughs> okay. Still, it's understandable that when one of these got hit by a torpedo, why they went up in in the enormous ball of fire that they did. Okay, so how many men took the the man to Bowser Iowa? Thirty-two hundred. Patricia guessed thirty-two hundred. How many what? Men. To do what? To demand a battleship, <laughs> Iowa. Well, how many were on that? Yep. yep. Oh, boy, I don't... I don't think there was 3,200 right there. Patricia, well, then I am, Patricia's I am really gone close. in four seconds. Yeah, I know. 
Well, hold on, everybody. We're going to we'll bring Patricia back in. Bob, stay there. And we'll reconnect. I'm going to play a song. So, stand by. This is Yesterday, USA. Jaws for wit. Alt F4. Love that Paul Harvey about. Love that let it snow. Let it snow. Let it snow. Uh, R. Raindrop keep falling. Enter. Now playing basket window. Unloading jump hands. Okay, enter. Jaws for Windows is ready. Patricia Newman. All page down. Menu bar. Skype. Leave. Skype trademark. All contacts. Unread messages. Barbara. Selected Bill Bragg. Bill Bragg 3. Bill Bragg. And call button. Skype trademark. David. Delana R. Unread. Echo. Fred Burke. Gonza. Jason. Jerry. Jerry. Unread. Jordan. Kansas. Larry. Larry. Unread. Lynn Funk. Michelle. Nolan Kenner. Sam A. Tim K. Walt Mitt, plus one, plus one, Barbara, Barbara's, Bill Grimes, Carol Piper, phone number, Claire Schultz, phone number, 30 of 537, Cynthia, Dennis Hart, Don King, Frank Ressi, Harwood, Jack Fred, Jan Sell, phone, Jeff Dale, Jeff Silver, Jim Taylor, June Bratton, phone, KAC, Carolyn, Carolyn, Ken Goff, Martin Gardner, phone number, Mary Joe. Patrick Applicate Send us Invite the group Enter Leaving Menus Bill Bragg Unloading Job Cancel OK Enter I just with my four seconds Oh, you you good, huh? Yeah I think Bob is back with her, Bob What were we doing? We were, uh <laughs> <laughs> You threw me out of the room Is what you did Can you, can you hear me now? I hope Yeah so. Okay. 750 men. Between 2,500 and 2,700 men ran the battleship Iowa. Uh, but during the Korean War, they got it down to 1,700 because they, they didn't need much anti-aircraft fire. Oh, see, I said 1,800 and you told me no. Well, during the Second World War. During the Cold War, they got it down to 1,500. They didn't have to do anything. They didn't have to do it much. Okay. Okay, the, what? The, the next question I have. Yes. In order to steer the boat, did uh, how much did the uh, the the pilot need to see? How much did he do what? How much did the pilot, the person that steered the boat? Yeah. How much? How much? How much? How how much? Do they need to see ahead to steer the boat? How far ahead? Right. Oh. Well, they probably no. steer to the horizon. They, they needed a lot of turning time. And this is, and they're on the fifth deck because we climbed up there uh, Thursday. On the fifth deck. Yes. Well, I'm thinking in terms of the Titanic, mm -hmm. which could see the iceberg and pulled hard right. 
and they still crashed right into it. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know how far away they were from it. Let me think. Yeah. They need it's a, a minimum, it's a minimum of two miles it's in a... order to steer to avoid. Okay, so Patricia, they need two miles for the pilot to see. Okay, to Bob. See safely. Like, if he saw a ship coming mm -hmm. at him, he had he two miles to act. No, that's not enough. I'd say he was looking at the horizon. Looking at the horizon, okay. And I'd say that's about 20, 25 miles. Okay, 25 miles. Well, he, he needs 10 miles to turn, easily. No, because that would only put him five miles away because the other mm -hmm. ship is coming toward him. Bob is right, 25 miles. How much? The answer is none. None? They, they did not want the pilot to use the vision at all. Why? They... That's got to be another guide thing. <laughs> The way it worked, because the way they were out, it was all by it was all by hearing. So with the lookout, had to had to give them the coordinates what to move, what we ought to move. So the guys who actually steering the uh, the boat, uh, they weren't they they were not using their eyesight to to navigate the boat. Well, I suppose yeah. Yeah, okay. But they had somebody look. How far do you have to see? <laughs> I would say the the lookout glance to look out pretty pretty good. I don't remember how far out the lookout need to be. It's an unfair answer. <laughs> you know, it was an unfair question. Now does that turn into like Lucy on on the on the the long long trailer? Oh God! Wasn't that a funny movie? I saw that. Turn, I saw that two times. Turn left here, and he said, "You said turn right here," and he said, "I meant to say turn left right here." <laughs> oh, that was a funny movie. That's a good movie. Oh, they had a trailer on the back end of a car, mm -hmm. and they were touring. And Ricky was trying to go up an incline, and he's struggling and struggling with his car, and it just won't go anywhere, and he finally had to put it in park and, and put the brake on. He said, I don't understand this. Lucy was co collecting a souvenir rock from every stop they made. <laughs> so the trailer was full of rocks. <laughs> I mean, it was really a good movie. I think that was one of the best things they ever did. It probably was the best thing they ever did. I, I watch that one over and over again. When mm. it's on. I don't watch movies and I watch that thing twice. Yeah. And you know that collecting rocks, I can relate to that because my wife <laughs> picked up rocks. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't have as many as Lucy had. She picked up the rocks. She didn't make as many stops? And I know other people that did too, other wives that I mean, these, these were not pebbles. These were rocks that she was collecting. Unreal. Poor Ricky. And you know how his eyes got so big. They looked like saucers with pops of chocolate in the middle. I've still got some of them out here, and I don't know if she could tell you where she picked them up or not. But... Did you paint them? Only with... somebody from Wisconsin would have rocks in his house. No, no, they're out in the garden. I have a question, then. I don't know if it was maybe one time or whatever, but it was on somebody's desk, you know, like uh, 
didn't make any difference who. Mm-hmm. And then they had a dotted line across it. And then it said, tear here when frustrated. Okay, let's see. Pet Rock. Conceived in Los... How do you say this? Los Gatos? 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 Spell the last second word. G-A-T-O-S in California. Gatos? Gatos? Los Gatos? Gatos. Advertising executive Gary Dahl. In April 1975, Dahl was in a bar. Why not? (laughs) (laughs) Another guy thing here. (laughs) Listening to his friends complain about their pets. This gave him an idea for the perfect pet, a rock. A rock wouldn't need to be fed, walked, bathed, groomed, and would not die, become sick, or be disobedient. (laughs) And that's where it came from. Unreal. Why doesn't this surprise me? <laughs> it came with an instruction manual for a pet rock. One thing about that, you carried around in your pocket if it wasn't too big. Did he, I wonder if he capitalized on something. He must have capitalized on the book, right? I mean, the pet rocks were, were, he didn't have to capitalize on anything. He probably went out to his garden and put together the first ones. Well, but somebody must have made money on this idea, don't you think? He did. He, he put it together and marketed it. Was he showing nobody the borrowed, Nobody borrowed it. He he created it and also wrote a 32-page manual. <laughs> the care and training of your pet rock. And that was included with instructions. Um, so, he, 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 so in other words, you could have ordered and got a rock in the mail and a book. Sure. Wow. Now, people that do that. Wow. You know what I always thought would be neat to sell, that would be a solar clothes dryer. Plans for a solar clothes dryer. Mm-hmm. And people would okay. probably buy that, too. Sure, why not? Well, yeah, that's something different. Well, to me as a kid, the next big phenomenon after Pet Rock was the Rubik Cube. That's true. But that was a big phenomenon for a while. Okay. Where did that come from? I'm surprised it hasn't come. Well, kids nowadays, they wouldn't do anything because they're all tied up on their their iPod. Right. Except people like me. How many iPods do you have, Patricia? Zero. Yeah. I think that's sad. I agree. That's, uh, well, I think this every kid's right to play in the mud. Well, do you know another thing when you talked about your plastic bags, Walden? Yeah. If I go into the grocery store and they say, you know, paper or plastic, I always get the plastic because I can carry six plastic bags as, as to one or two. All right, it's just it's more manageable. But our grocery store here where we shop, if you take, it doesn't make any difference what kind of bag it is. It could be paper, plastic, mm-hmm. or a cloth bag if you want to get it. They'll give you a, a, a 10 cent credit for each bag that they use. Are you, we don't get that, and I use my reusable bags all the time. 
I'm getting robbed. What? You get credit for your bag? No. Uh, and I, I use them all the time. If we take, if 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 she takes four bags in, and they're they're cloth bags. Mm-hmm. They, if they use all four of them, they'll give you a ten cent credit for each one they use. Wow. I think that's very nice. Well, yeah. I go in, I go in with at least three, and then I have a big one that fits in my purse. It just kind of rolls up. It's made out of parachute material, and it just rolls the ball. And I use that one. I would get forty cents off at a time. That would be in my piggy bank. Forty cents? Uh huh. Yeah. That adds up. You got to watch some of the checkers because sometimes they don't give you the credit like they should. You can you can take the credit yourself, or you can donate it to I don't know food bank or something. Well, you well know, if anybody's uh, interested, they could donate it to me. You know, I was thinking about Costco. We shop at Costco a lot. Besides our local grocery store, they don't mm-hmm. use, they don't use any plastic bags or paper bags. It's all boxes. Yeah. And we don't even get boxes. boxes. You're out of luck. That's true. So they just put stuff we, in the basket. Well, we we go to Sam's, and then but we've got we've got bags that we take. Mhm. You know, they're bigger bags. I don't know if you've ever heard of Lands End, but they're yeah. They're, uh, they're bags that we got from them. You get a whole lot of stuff. My mom loved to do mail-order shopping with Lansan. I don't think we have a store. We all, She's always order it via mail. From Lansan? Uh-huh. Yeah. They started that just down the road there about 50 miles. Wow. Uh, but we got their, their bags. They're, 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 but you get a lot of stuff in them. Put those in the car and then we'll whatever you buy out to the car and then put them in the bag so you can carry it in the house. Oh, does Sam and Walmart, are they all boxes or do they do they Sam, plastic? Sam, I don't get anything in Sam's Club. Sam's will do boxes. And once in a while you'll find some lying around in my Sam's Club. Uh-huh. But for the most part you just, they, they check stuff out and put it right back in a basket for you to wheel out to your car. So I've always got bags and stuff out there. In the car. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what we do. But before we got those bags, then we used to have to get boxes, and then you got to get rid yeah. of the boxes. Yeah. Well, Bob, it's time for a question. You're right. It's time for me to... The Sandman just went through here. What is Mr. Peavy's first name? Huh? Mr. Peavy, in the Great Gildersleeve, had a first name. What was it? Oh, Mr. <laughs> no. Uh, I, I, you know, you've had that going all night long, and I should have looked it up. But I didn't do that. But you didn't do that. Is that your way of saying, like Walden would, I don't know? I don't know. It pains him to say that word. All right, let me see what else oh, we got. I don't know. I don't know. All right, who rode the horse? I get to have a new question. Mm. In Doctor Kildare, mm. what was what was Rhino Barrymore's first name? In Doctor Kildare. Oh, I don't know. I can't mm-hmm. remember. 
know, he was always known as Dr. Gillespie. So what was Dr. Gillespie's first name? I don't know. And what was Dr. Kildare's first name? I don't know. Okay. I'll I'll throw a dart at um David for Dr. Kildare. Nope. But you're That's in the same you're, you're in the same ball you're in the right ballpark. Very common name like that. <laughs> Listen, your ballpark and my ballpark usually have different scoreboards on them. I can never figure out your your ballparks. I don't know. Do you know? Yes. Bob? Go ahead, Bob. Uh, (laughs) Dr. Kildare's first name and Dr. Gillespie's first name. Well, you didn't know what they were, and I don't know what they were. Oh, okay. Doctor. Um, we have to depend on Walden for that. Okay, I have to find you an honest. I have to find you an honest to goodness. Roy Rogers, Dale have a happy trail. Right. Yeah, we already got that. Did you answer oh, that one okay. already? Here, here we go. This is a good one. Fibber McGee and Molly. You know Fibber McGee and Molly very well, right? He better. <clears throat> okay, Fibber McGee and Molly. Spawned two spin-off shows. What were they? Well, Vic Gillespie. Uh huh. And uh, wow. I don't know. I'm not going to get the second one. We can wait. Well, the Great Gillespie is one. Mm-hmm, correct. Uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get that. Okay. We're gonna tell you I don't remember that it was huh? We're going to tell you it was Beulah. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, I knew you knew that. Let me see. Yeah, but I wouldn't have guessed it. All right. I got some really hard horsey names, but that's okay. Oh, 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 here's good. Here's good. In which show did we often hear the name Pat McCracken? This is a really hard one. That is. I know. Yeah, you know, you you told me one time, and it wasn't the correct show. Walden? Yeah. He, he told you the wrong one one time? Yeah. So now I, I've got I had, them all upset. I, I had to do that once in a while, get to keep Patricia honest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to leave what that is one Chester's out there for last name? What is Chester's last name? Chester Good. No. On radio. Mm-hmm, on radio. It's different on TV and radio. From Gunsmoke. On Gunsmoke. I don't. I'm not so sure I could tell you what Matt's last name was. Oh yes, you could. <laughs> Well, but we're asking you tonight. Yeah, but 
You don't have to worry about this morning. It, oh, it's, it is homework in the morning for him at 2 in the morning. Now it's morning. 2 in the morning for Bob. From 12 until 12 is morning, and then from 12 until 12 is midnight. That's... Now, see, Patricia and I had a different... Patricia and I see, don't see it correctly. She still claims this is night, and I look at it as morning. But, you know. Now? Yeah. Well, and yeah. any time, I don't care if the sun is up. If I haven't been to bed yet, it's not tomorrow yet. Well, I, I explain we're still we're early riser because it's, it's still morning, you know. Even though we go to bed later. You don't even know what, what time you're going to bed any day. I don't. Gee whiz. All right, Pat Do you? Do you? Walden, Pat McCracken. No. <laughs> <laughs> Pat McCracken. That would be Dragnet. No, see? And that was the one you gave me the last time. No. Yes. It's Johnny yes. Dollar. Pat McCracken? Pat McCracken. I have one. There's one in Dragnet, though. No, that's what you said the last time. That there is one here. in Dragnet. Dragnet. Radio. Cracken? You know, actually, I'm always wrong. You know that. Um, Pat McCracken, Pat McCracken. CBS. Let me see here. Hold on. Pat McCracken. In Johnny Dollar, he worked for the Universal Adjustment something or other company. From Johnny Dollar? In Johnny Dollar, Pat McCracken worked for the Universal Adjustment Bureau. I'm going to be really ticked if they na have two characters. <laughs> we have 12,000 names to choose from in each category. Okay. Mm -mm -mm. Let's see. Yours truly, Johnny Dollar, Pat McCracken. Dragnet. No, Pat. Sorry. It's not that. I have one. You you have a dragnet with Pat McCracken. Yes. I want to hear it. <laughs> well, it's the script that we're working on. It is what script? We're working on a dragnet script in 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 uh, Spurvac. Yeah. And Pat, Pat McCracken in it. You have to tell me what script it is. The big speech. The big speech. Uh huh. That wasn't a regular character, was it? Well, he showed up not, you know, once in a while. What did he do? He was one of the police officers. Huh. Well, I mean, I could be wrong. I, I, huh. Well, I'm okay. not going to ask that question anymore. <laughs> That's okay. No. Yes. What did Johnny Dollar do for a living, Bob? Johnny Dollar was an investigator. Insurance investigator. Very excellent. Very excellent. Now, how many people played Johnny Dollar? Well, technically six. Really eight. Really eight? Well, he's eight, right? Um. Well, we had what two auditions? Right. Tacked on to the six. Five. Five regulars. So seven. Yes. Something like that. Yeah, probably seven, if you include the audition shows. 
No, I've, I have, I, I, I put Johnny Dollar up against Ken. I don't know this offhand because I couldn't even answer half them questions. <laughs> but there's eight names listed here. Who, uh, who are the first three? Dick Powell was the audition show in 1948. Right. Charlie Russell from 49 to 50. Edmund O'Brien from 50 to 52. John Lund from 52 to 54. Gerald Moore did an audition show in 55. Right. Bob Bailey from 55 to 60. And a Bob Riddick from 60 to 61. And Mandel Kramer from 61 to 62. Yeah. Oh, I'll be darned. We're up to eight there. Bob Riddick's son listened to the show once in a while. Oh, Johnny Dollar? Mm-hmm. I like Johnny Dollar. Yeah, he he yeah, uh, with Johnny. Johnny was a great show. And his father, his grandfather, with the shadow. Oh really? Frank Reddick, yeah. My goodness. But I like the Bob Bailey yeah. ones as good as any of them. I think you're right, Bob. You know, and and some of the other ones. I my, I think my second favorite show is Mandel Kramer. I like. Oh, I like him. And he's the one I lost in my brain. You don't like that. No, I'm, when, I, when I was counting and I said, okay, we're up to seven, uh-huh. Mandel Kramer was the one my brain didn't call ah, up. Ah, okay. Shame on me. Well, it's because he's in New I York. Knew the, I knew the two auditions. I need credit for that. It's because he's in New York, you know, and, you know, you don't recognize New York people. Hey, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, oh, what you doing? his was in 1948, and then the other audition was in 55. Yeah, well, they were trying to, they, I guess they were trying to reshuffle the deck when they went to the 15-minute show. Did Powell only do it the one time? Yes. Uh, one? He, he was offered, and he decided to go for Richard Diamond instead. Oh, okay. So. I think he was better suited to Richard Diamond than he would have been. I would bet you, though, they would have to reshape the character of Johnny Dollar, though. Yeah. But, I agree. But I think I think Richard Diamond was a better fit. Mm-hmm. I agree. Okay, Bob, we finally got an answer out of you. Well, now, one, one more question here before. Yeah. There's a six-shooter. Yeah. Only run one season. One season, correct. Why did it not run any more than that? Because Jimmy Stewart turned down a cigarette sponsorship. Yeah, that's I just heard that someplace. Yeah, so he... Uh, he loved the series, but um, he turned down the cigarette sponsorship. You guys remember who was the only sponsor that they had? For See, the I didn't even know they had one. Mm-hmm. For three episodes. No, I didn't. I didn't realize they had one. Mm-hmm. Bob, you want to take a guess? It's a product. It's, it's a product I still use today, and you use it in camping. In camping. Camping. I was going to throw in Campbell's soup, but that no. won't work. No. You use it in camping. camping. It's a brand. When you go camping, there's this, there's this brand that you probably most people will use. Coleman is yes. the only one I know. Coleman. Really? Coleman was a sponsor. Are you impressed that I knew a camping item? I am totally... I'm trying so hard to impress you, Jimmy. I am totally impressed. Well, 
Oh, good. Oh, good. Because you're a happy camper. That's right. She is happy. <laughs> happy camper. She and Snoopy. Okay. Bob, do you want the six-shooter, or do you already have it? I think I already have it. Stars over Hollywood. Stars, Stars over Hollywood. Hollywood. You got it. I heard one of those, and it didn't seem like it was too bad a program. I think somebody else asked for that that last week. Uh-huh. Who did? Probably not, Dan. The one, the one that I heard the other day, whoever played it, it was, uh, it had, uh, oh, boy, see, I can't think of, I think, um, uh, he played with opposite Doris Day a couple of times. Rock Hudson is the only one I know. No. Then he was in the flying one with, uh, Who are we looking for here and why? Stars are Hollywood. He's trying to figure out the guest star. The, the one, oh. The one that I heard the other night, it was... I ain't gonna think of that. But, was he John Daner? No, 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 no. He, uh... Uh, Danny Thomas. No, he was... Ronald Reagan. No. Uh... AIDS. Tony Randall. No. Uh... Kurt Douglas. <laughs> Trying to think of who leading men in movies. He played. He played opposite Doris Day, where he was. Uh, he was a. Uh, a, a I think a, a writer or something. Oh. Cary Grant. No. 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 Well, Rock Hudson played Rock one. Hudson. Yeah, Rock, Rock Hudson played one. Yeah. That was him. That was who? What I just said. Okay, you get credit for that, Patricia. Oh, man, he's messing me up something awful. Did you say Rock Hudson? Yes. Yes, I did. I and you said, no, no, no. Oh, <laughs> 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 Oh, Bob, it's time for us to say good night to you. To who? To me or to yourselves? No, to you. <laughs> me for sure. We have to send you to bed. This is way past your bedtime. Do you realize what time it is? It's yes, about I do. three o'clock there where you're at. It's not it's not even it's not it's still on Saturday right now for California. Yeah, see and it's two what do you like here ball and just now hitting the midnight mark. Pretty close. It was ten o'clock before I rolled out of bed, so I'm good. And just one other thing yes. to put <laughs> on your list. Yes. That's if Wisconsin plays the same way when they play Nebraska, don't worry about losing it. <laughs> The way they played today. Well, they lost to Northwest, and boy, they were getting buried by Michigan State, but almost came back and beat them tonight. Yeah. But, uh, Nebraska, Nebraska, yeah, Nebraska almost came back. It made a big rally that almost got Michigan State tonight. Oh, boy. But, uh. Well, all right, folks. On Wisconsin. I, yeah. I need you, I have to have you sing that song one night. On Wisconsin? Yeah. <laughs> well, if we can have Patricia sing this song. There's the Packers won. They they won a game on Thursday. Yes, they did. Big time. They can everybody can wear their cheese heads around town. There's only two times that I really would hate to see them lose, and that's when they play the Bears. Right. And when they play the Vikings. Well, they took care of the Vikings, so. And I think they beat the Bears too, didn't they? I think they're right. Yeah. 
that's 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 an animal, Patricia. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, okay. So are the lions and the tigers and everything like that. It's it's, it's been fun. Yeah, it's been. It's, it's we're staying up this late. Oh, oh good. Uh, I'm I'm glad to hear 30, it. It's 37 degrees out right now. That's not what I want to hear. <laughs> and when it uh, rained most of the morning, and there was a, it got a little slushy. Some of that rain did. It is so hot here. I got the windows open. I have the fan blowing. I'm sweating. It's how hot it is in California right now. <laughs> and you don't have your electric blanket going either. <laughs> I do have it on my bed. Yeah, but you don't have it turned on. No, it's plugged in though. It's 67 here right now. 67? It's time to turn on the heat. But no humidity? Oh, I don't know about the humidity. I'll have to uh, check. Okay. You I... want to look up my you want to look up my Mesa for, for me, Patricia? Sure. Hold on. I can do the heat, but the, the humidity gets me. That's bad. I tell you Nobody though. He says that silliness. It's only 79%. Oh, that's getting kind of up there. So it's oh, 69 degrees on this site. Let me see now. We have to do Costa Mesa. Mm-hmm. Is no. When, when I, when I finally find my way in my little nest, I'll have the windows open. That'll be good. Costa Mesa is 67 degrees. Wow. And your humidity is 83 percent. Wow. Even worse state than anybody else. Yeah. Uh, see, that's too much. That's no one I feel really sticky tonight. Well, are you guys going to be here next week? Yes. Okay. I certainly hope so. Yeah, I, I, I don't think Bill Bragg, I think Bill Bragg will want us to hold on Saturday night forever and ever and ever. So I think there's a good <laughs> chance of that. Well, you know, it's a, it's a good bet. Yeah. Last week when he wasn't there, or once maybe. Yeah, well they called, they called one night and, Kim, and I didn't see Kim message till the day before, and that was too bad because I already had a live guest book, so I recorded that. We had Mary Ellen on from the Walson TV series, so I had a guest lined up just in case if I had to go live. And but I, I recorded that. I'm sure when he was here that, that you two would be there. But. Yeah. We are we are available and handy, but somehow handy been carrying the ball. Yeah. I'm insulted. Oh, well, Michael. About We what? got fired. I know. Oh, Mike got fired? Well, no, we got fired for the daytime, for the, the weekday well, show. I think they're a little reluctant to have you guys on during the week. <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, yeah, because they're, they're afraid they're going to take over. Oh, nah, they know better than that. They won't, oh. if they, hey, if, you know, they won't take a, they, they, they're invited to see if they can, Keep the spot. And picture two. Think back. Yeah. Before the Saturday night stuff was, there was a fellow that used to call Bill Bragg up, and I think he lived in California. Mm Mm-hmm. And he'd call him up every once in a while. He didn't get... And I haven't heard from him. Are you talking about Art from California? I believe it was Art. Yeah, he, he died of cancer. They looked it up. Um... Art, I, Art came down to the family reunion. Uh, he used to write for Variety. He was from the Navy. 
came from Boston. He he used to call me, and we talked a lot. But Art was the one at that invented the box office. What we you know the the what you every every ratings you see how movies did for the weekend. Okay. He, that's he invented that for Variety, and he was known as a uh, a tough business guy who worked numbers, and he that's where he that's where he made it. So he and I were very very friendly, but he was fighting lung cancer for years year in year out, and uh, but uh, he really. Yes, you know that would have been a long time ago. Yep. He he at one time they. He and somebody else, I think, took a train trip or whatever. I think you're right. Yeah. And, and but, well. But, uh, no, he was, uh, fun listeners. Fun, This was fun somehow time. related to a Saturday night. Well, a lot of time, years ago, in the dark ages, the day before 2002, before I had the studio, uh, Bill, on Saturday night, you were to have the Cowboy Corner show. And then I had to fill it out with uh, fill-in material. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. It was a tape show from 7.30 to 9. And then Art would always call me right after that. And we would talk about what I ran. But, you know, I didn't have the ability to go live. And then for a while on Saturday night, Mike Handy was to do some Saturday night shows. So I co-hosted with Mike Handy for a while. I did not know that. Uh Uh-huh. You you did what? You did with uh, with Kimmy Lou too. I did. I did it for Kimmy Lou for three months. Bill, uh, Mike, Mike was on a long-term law practice, and Bill was doing seven nights a week work. So Kim and I held down the fort five nights a week for three consecutive months before they got married. There was life before us. Well, That's very disappointing. You weren't listening to them. It was before Patricia. That was a long time ago. Yeah, it, it was before my time. Well, I remember when you used to call up, too. Yeah. Patricia. Yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah, but I remember that. You know who I missed, though? I think he would have gotten a kick out of us with Dr. Dale. I Dr. Dale. Doctor, I was thinking yeah. about him this week. Yeah, I think if we, when Patricia and I were started, I think he would have been a very faithful caller. Okay, for years... Uh, when I used to do the Saturday show by myself, he 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 would get call me off air and we would shoot the brief for hours, and you know, I was running the Ray Bream or different interviews. So mm-hmm. yeah. a lot of people t- historically always like to call call and talk to me off air. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, well uh, we have to send you to bed. You know what? What? <laughs> Bye. Good night. I, I don't. I don't want any responsibility for what happens tomorrow. My squeeze just came around the corner looking. Oh. <laughs> 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 okay. So I, I better. I better get in there. She's probably wondering where I went. Uh, probably so. Tell her hey for us. Yeah, I could. I could go sit out in the front porch and watch. There's a couple that walks by about this time every night. At two in the morning? Curious? Yeah. Is this before they go to bed or when they wake up? Uh, I don't know what they're doing. It, but, it, 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 but between, yeah, it, 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 within the next half hour, 45 minutes, and they'll walk down the, down the sidewalk. Say hi to them too for us. 
there and wait till I go by and say hi to them. Hi. <laughs> Walter and Patricia say hi. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> okay. With any kind okay, of Bob. Thank there. you. Have a good week. Okay, you guys too. Bye, Bob. Bye, bye. Well, Patricia and I've been doing this together for a a good run too. Yeah, I've got all of our well, most of them. I mean, you know, some of the Christmas shows. Hold on, I gotta put. Stuff I'm transferring away. all our stuff now onto the hard drive, so eventually you'll be getting all those. Wait, you you have to give me a break here, okay? You can do that. I know you can do that. Okay, what I have, and we did Christmas shows before this, uh, 2010. We started regularly in January of 2010. Mm-hmm. And then we did Christmas together in 09 and 08. Right? Huh. Well, we ain't got a barrel of money. Oh, that's right. I'm supposed to look up that song. And maybe we're ragged and funny. True. What, what were you supposed to look up? The song. I can yeah, look I up. mean, for why? For why, for what? I could still look up the song, side by side. Yeah, I know, but what were we What were we going to do with it? I think we just wanted to play it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee, who is there? We can still play it. Yes, we can. Hello this there. This is the father of the bride. Hello there, Paul. How are you? Hey, guys. Oh, hey. my goodness, today was the wedding. It was the wedding, I'm... Good. I'm tired. I had to take some pain meds because my back and stuff were hurting, uh, legs, feet, and all that. But it was a great, great wedding. I mean, we were blessed. The only, only bad thing at all was the heat. I was so my shirt was sopping wet in the front and back from just the ceremony because I had to wear my jacket, you know, and. That is not a good thing for you. Hmm? That is not a good thing for you. No, no. The heat and MS are, are not good. Um, and, in fact, that shirt never did dry out completely for the whole time. But this friend, these friends of ours, I don't know if I mentioned that they were building the gazebo there. Well, yes. Uh, I had no idea how huge this big round gazebo was, is, and all the cement work that they did with bricks on the edges and about every, I don't know, three or four feet or so, there were LED lights that they, where they drilled holes in these bricks and they were flush by the inch diameter. And you had a strip of LED light that went around like one step up to the gazebo. There was like uh, two or three steps up. So it was lit all around on that base. And a bunch of their trees around there have lights that go up into them. And they put in this gigantic um, fountain, mm-hmm. uh, you know, partway on the walk-in. It's like three tiers and, uh, and um, a base with water that would be great for kids to swim in there because playing, you know. It was just physically beautiful, and everything went well. 
I'm happy to say I did not fall on my way of walking my daughter down there, but I was actually glad that my wife suggested that I use my uh, walking stick because I I don't know if I, my daughter wasn't like interested in having us like you know do the same steps and all of that so you know in cadence so it, maybe it was with us being different I just had the sensation that things weren't right and then it's also a big huge lawn and it's not super level and uh, you know I don't know for probably maybe 10 steps I felt like oh my gosh trying to uh, is everything okay here? Am I walking right and everything? And just looking on both sides of the aisle at all of our friends and family, and it was just awesome, you know, looking at them beaming. And my daughter was just so beautiful. Um, it was good. And I, I got to say, I was very happy with the alterations that were done on my suit to, to bring it in tighter because I weighed 50 pounds less than um, than when I first got it, and so I felt I felt really good about it. Yeah, yeah, and it was just awesome. And my my younger daughter, who's 18, and which is a maid of honor, and uh, just loved watching her cheering up as she's watching her big sister say her vows and uh, and then later when she did her talk that was just so awesome also she got choked up in the end of that too and it was just great really great and you know these young kids were all <laughs> the way they were dancing out there and they're taking turns you know like they did this big a circle and they took turns, you know, getting in the middle of it and doing all this crazy stuff. And oh, yeah. So um, it was so fun to watch that I, you know, I pulled my cell phone out and, and just started filming it, <laughs> you know. So that will be fun to watch. Great. I met my great-nephew for the first time today, his mommy brought him and uh, he, he didn't want to have anything to do with me at first Uh-oh. but after we did uh, my daughter and my dance and uh, the groom's mother dancing with him and then it opened up for everybody to dance and he, he got up there and you know he was doing this arm movement to the feet so I mean he could he could walk, and he's, I don't remember exactly how old he was, but what's the earliest that kids walk, Patricia? Say that again, please. What is the earliest time that kids walk? Is it like a year or two? Two years, isn't it? I'm, uh, answering the question, Holden. Uh, what's the earliest that kids What is the earliest age? that a little kid usually is walking with great confidence. One can kid start oh, walking. great confidence. Um, I think a lot of kids start... I don't know. At, I'm not a mother. I think a lot of kids... <laughs> I think a lot of kids try at 18. I don't know, maybe two years. Oh, I think it's earlier than that. I, yeah, I would guess... Yeah, it's got to be earlier. Cause he's not, yeah, a year. He's not real away anyway. Probably, maybe, I don't know if he's, you know, like a year and a half, a year and some months or something like that. Uh... 
Well, he 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 uh, got up there and started doing his own little dance kind of thing, you know. So then I started, you know, kind of mimicking what he was doing and dancing to him. And and uh, then I decided to uh, lift him up, and he didn't he didn't object. And I danced with him for probably two songs. I was that's when my back started hurting. Really, mm-hmm. he, he was starting to, to weigh on me, but. Uh, he didn't even uh, want to move his arms. Uh, he was just loving uh, the dancing that I was doing. And his mama, I handed her my cell phone, and she filmed it. And uh, so I'll be emailing that to her. And she gives her email address to me, and I hope it turns out real well. And uh, that was just so great. Uh, man. So. It says 9 to 16 months. 16 months, okay. 9 to 16 is the average normal. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah, we were, we were pretty good on that. Yeah, I think so. Well, you, then, then they always call You're it. You're not a, a mother either. Hey, you know, I just <laughs> guess at these things, you know. The guy thing. You know. <laughs> We just guess if they, you know, they say the terrible oh, well. twos, whatever oh, that is. Well, I am so happy that it went well for you. I know you were, you know, you had so many things on your mind with it. And yes. it's over, and you did well, and it went beautifully. Yes, and my face, uh, while there's definitely still um, areas where you can see that there's something going on there, didn't look anything like it, it did before. So, because I've been putting that cream on there as best as I can, um, I know I'll be going back to the doctor and saying, okay, so it's a biopsy that we got to do. Well, let's do it so we know that we're doing the best treatment. Yeah. And it's still there. Yeah. If I don't do that cream for a couple of days, it came back in vengeance. Wow. So Not a like good a, thing. A week to start, you know, making me feel like, okay, it's getting taken care of now. Yeah. Yeah. Did he or is it a, a woman doctor? Did I hear you say? Yes. yes. Yeah. Did she take uh, a culture? No, I I gave her uh, I gave her what I thought would be useful the skin skin flakes uh, that, oh. that were be popping off of it. Um, <laughs> no, it's okay. We don't need no, to talk about no. that. <laughs> No, that that would not be something she could use. By by that. Again, please? You laughed because you thought that that actually would be valuable? No, no, I'm laughing because I didn't want to hear it. (laughs) Oh, you didn't want to hear it? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, no. Well, you know what? I'm going to go active side. I'm going to go there. 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 I'm so, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So I made it. I made it, and she's married. You know, man. They were just so. They they wrote their own vows, even though they still did the vows that the they're done, you know, pretty normally. Uh, and it, it was they were just so good, so good. And they were. <laughs> So jazz and uh, oh gosh, you know he, he was taken. So when I walked her up there, you know he was like be breathless. 
you know, he had to take some, you know, deep breaths and gather control, just looking on at her. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and then I, I, when he said, who, who, gives this girl or however he said to, to be wed to this man, and I said, her mother and I, and then and Jake came up and he gave me a big hug. And gosh, he's 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 six five, I believe. And I'm six two plus, unless I've lost, I've probably lost at least a half inch now being older. Uh, he, it sounds, you know, when you hug him like that, he's just like, man, I, I feel how women that got a, and there's not even that big of a difference, but. You know, a lot of women that just reaches up to get on their tiptoes, yeah. and uh, it was felt more awkward, I guess, because I got embraced, the uh, biggest embrace that I ever had from him, you know. And then I I took both of their hands, and I placed my daughter's hand in his. And I went sat down to bake in my dark gray Oh. Oh my! Water bottles there. I had two, and I almost—I almost just didn't drink the first one. All gone, <laughs> and uh, they had cut up some cardstock so that uh, you could fan yourself. And I sure needed to. So, but I'm happy. Everybody kept, uh, you know, telling me how happy they were for me. And, Mm-hmm. You, you did good, you did good, you know, you look sharp and all that stuff. And your daughter, she's just so incredibly beautiful, uh, which she is very beautiful. Uh, if I think about it, maybe I'll uh, send you a picture. So. That would be nice. Thank you. Yeah. All right, let's ask some Wedding trivia question here of Old Time Radio. Can you name two of the more famous weddings on Old Time Radio? On uh, Old Time Radio? Yep. Oh, God. Are these real weddings or character weddings? Character weddings. Well, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be Margie and Bronco. That's one. That's one. That's I'm thinking that's one of them. Wow, you you're good, Paul. That's one. You just okay, you just got your CD for you the night. Right, okay, well. now I think it, there's another famous, probably the most famous one. More famous than that? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. I think everybody heard the broadcast. It's only one of 250,000 shows out there. I don't know. What's her name? Found out that her husband wasn't dead. Yeah, that's it. I forgot about that. Oh, Lena. Oh, and he was an Andy when Andy went to the altar. That's right. But we never found out if he was dead. That's right. Both you are correct. Both of you are correct. Paul?
Okay, we're gonna transfer now to tape four. Shot. He got shot. He got shot. Well, the gun went off, no. but we never found out if he was shot or not. He got shot in the arm. Oh, really? Yes. How did we find that out? If you listen to him, he, he, they made him right to tell you that broadcast. I'm I'm hit. I'm hit. I'm hit. I'm hit in the arm. I've never heard that. There's a lot of that I've never heard. Uh -huh. I, I don't hear it played as much. Like, who shot JR? Yeah, who did shoot him? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I never saw the show. It was it was Catherine Crosby's daughter Mary, and Catherine's da dad said that is no granddaughter of mine. If he would have shot, he'd been shot dead. You know that <laughs> Catherine always got to kick out of that. But no, that was Mary. That was Mary. That was Catherine Crosby's daughter Mary. No, who shot Mary Jr. Francis, yeah, yeah. Um, Jr. didn't die. No. Oh, see, you can tell. It was a cliffhanger. I watched well, the show faithfully. I never did either. It was a cliffhanger <laughs> because it happened throughout the summer. I get the episode you got shot. Then you had the whole summer to figure it out. Oh man. Oh did yeah. Did they finally, you know, tell what happened? I guess so. I don't know. I never. I think I went to one or two episodes. I don't even know if I ever did. I must have, but I don't. It was never during never the height. I never saw one. Not one. Yeah. I don't even know who was there. I know Larry Hagman was in it. He was JR. Yeah, that's the only character I know. Yeah. He was in Amos and Andy? No. No, no, no. Uh, who killed JR? Dallas, I think the name of it was. Right. The name of the show? Yeah. Right. The name and of the show was killed? Dallas, and, and we were talking about. And I took a right turn. You actually got to go to jail? Uh-huh. Oh, because I've never watched that. I might have seen one episode, maybe part of another. Patricia's in the same boat. We're all in the same boat around here. What can I sort say? Of. Sort of. Sort of. Pardon me? We're, we're all in the same boat. We're not, none, none of us really have ever followed Dallas. Yeah. So. It just seemed like a silly thing to me. <laughs> Never did it. So, uh, I guess the one uh, wedding, and then the other one was Amos and Andy. Right. And I'm trying to think of what other, what other old-time radio shows um, did we Well, here's another famous wedding? one. Uh, the Dick Tracy and B-Flat were t uh, Dick Tracy was kicking um, Snowflake, and then he always had to get called on a case. You ever, you ever heard that? One hour of command performance. Dick Tracy. Snowflake? Yes. You gotta be kidding me. Yes. I need to watch. I need to listen to some of these shows. Command performance. You would love if you if you haven't heard that one, Patricia. You, that's a great one. Okay. Who's the one that died? It was Dick, Dick Tracy. Dick Tracy and B flat. It was it was all based upon Dick Tracy. Dick Tracy getting married. To Snowflake. Oh, the comedy. No, no, not so far. It was Ted Trueheart. Ted Trueheart. Well, he, he had to take off and go on the assignment when they're all at the altar. She was left there all these times. That's, that's right. That's about? right. That's that's the one I'm thinking In of. In the comic strip, he was married to her. That was pretty funny. That's right. In the, in the later comic, he was. But this was 1945. And that's a, it's a funny show. 
Yeah, it's, it he is. cheated. He just got cold feet. Another guy. Well, thing. he basically going after flat top. Ed, yeah, he, he, he's shaky. His jobs, he did a, the importance of uh, it, going through with the wedding. It started Bing Crosby, Bob Hope, Frank Sinatra, Jimmy Durante, all those funny guys. You know, that was, uh, they made that a was funny picture. Uh-huh. Recently. Oh. Command Performance USA for sure. You should listen to that. It's one hour. Patricia. Patricia. Don't you know I always look for only good things for you? I know. Okay. You can tell Tim I'll try to get his thing finished by tomorrow. It's a long show. Uh, I know it is a long show. Yeah. But he will have it. What show? She's I'm working. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. I was... She's, I she, have to comment on to Walden about something unrelated. She's working on something for for. I'm working on you typing just up say a script. Jackson performance was a one hour long. Yeah, it was, uh huh. It was a special, and so uh, it, was, it wasn't all the Dick Tracy one though for an the, hour. Yeah, the, the whole thing was Dick Tracy for one hour. Well, what? Wow. Yep. Okay. All right. Yep. It's a funny all show. Right. So what are you guys been? Oh wait a minute! I, I just heard uh, this uh, battleship talk. And yes. My dad was on the, the uh, Colorado. Okay. Okay, and and I just started doing some research before I was able to to call in there. And, uh, I wasn't able to find the weight of the, the powder charge, but six hundred and something pounds. That's kind of hard for me to. Believe. Okay, well, I I just went on a major tour on Thursday, and and it was run by a Navy guy. Oh, you said you went on a tour? Yeah, we toured oh, the battleship. Oh, I, we toured the battleship Iowa. The Santa Pedro. The last one. Uh huh. No, he he, he pointed. I think. My gosh! I yeah, think he. That's like, uh, well, that's gotta be a huge length of six hundred fifty. They look like they're maybe a foot and a half long, mm-hmm. and you know, so they're gonna be a little under sixteen inches. Yeah, well, <laughs> what they're trying to do is shoot off bullets that would go twenty six point six miles. Yeah, problem with projectile when you get that big um, bullet. They were explaining that the, the 20, 
20 caliber ones uh, for any aircraft fire could only really put holes in the airplanes. Well, the airplane could survive that. So they had to transfer from 20 to 40 to knock those things down. Um, the, the when we went up to the fifth floor to see the where the captain slept, it was like it was really small. And basically, in the when he was sleeping in barrack. They had the tools so he could see what direction and course that they are. So when he was out in sea, he was always in constant contact to see uh, what course, what direction uh, they were at. Are you saying that he had, he had instruments there that yes. he could look at to yes. see what's going on? Right. When he, was sleeping, when he was sleeping, he could open his eyes and see the instruments. Uh that was another thing that we saw. That was so cool. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was, a, it, was, it, was a, it was quite an learning experience to go on the whole bout and take the private tour and go up all five flights and uh, and visit you know, the radar stations to the, the brigs to the captain quarters to... Um, we visited the, the gully that fed all 2,700 soldiers or sailors. Um, and it's just, it's an incredible, they ha, the Battleship Iowa has its own website. I, I think Patricia found it. Uh, but if you look at the Battleship Iowa and visit the website, you can get some pictures there. Right, but I, that's, I was probably just looking at some. Yeah, that's what I would. Wikipedia there. And, uh, right. When, when I heard them, uh, when I read that it was like uh, 94 sailors to man one turret. Yeah. Uh, seeing the, the guns and what's available to see, you know, from the outside, it, you know, it's what, way more. Um, what, what also made me, they built this in 1940. It, take, take how many days it might have took them to build this thing. I think if I remember, you want to take a guess? How many so, days would have so built the ship? After they got ramped up to full speed? Or? Yeah, they were full speed, but they from scratch to finish, how many days? I'm sorry. So you're saying from start to finish, right? From start to finish. Okay, but I do have to have a qualifying question to you, though. Do you mean when, when our ship building capacity was at peak? I don't think that it was, no, no I don't think we had, like no. We're just starting out. I don't think, I think really we were. cranking them out. No, we were not because we this ship was built in 1940, and you know we didn't get really going until 42 or so, okay, 43. Yeah. Oh. oh, well, that's going to be a lot longer. But in 1940, they we weren't at war, but uh, we sure had to be wondering, that, yeah, that they even built that. They foresaw that in the future. Mm-hmm. The possibility, I imagine, that's why they were uh, doing that. Um, start to finish in 1940, before we were really, really amped uh, up, yep. cranking them out. Could mm. uh, be, be so off. A um, couple months. I think they said 187 days. Well, yeah, uh, before we really now, cranked up. Now on the contrast. Uh, mm -hmm. After they were full up to speed, uh, 
you know, the battleship was the largest one they were doing. Uh, okay. There's a lot more to that than a lot of the other ships. After Pearl Harbor, they became the battleship became a defense to protect our aircraft carriers. How many vessels you think would be part of the caravan to protect an aircraft carrier? Uh, uh, 50 to 80? You're good. Between 50 to 60 would would protect a, an aircraft carrier. Wow. Yeah, I have a question. Yeah, go ahead. How many battleships were in service for the entire war? No, no, I, I, I didn't say that correctly. Yeah. During the entire war, how many battleships did we have not at any given time, but for the entire war, how many battleships were out there? Don't know, but I know in the fleet, they called the Iowa fleet, there were just four battleships. <clears throat> okay, and what... And you mean was, the Iowa class? The, the Iowa was a battleship, right? Right. And you know, if Iowa they only had state names, they were limited to 48. So what other names did they use? They were they they had a they they had the Iowa fleet with a four battleship, and they had the Texas fleet. And I don't know how many. But they had more than nine or ten battleships out there. I'm assuming so. I mean, I'm assuming they think we're also building aircraft carriers, and then we're also building be, be below the battleship are the destroyers, and we're building more destroyers, and then we're building more cruisers. I mean, I was learning that diff we had different levels of ships. Uh, right. And, and then I'm assuming, too, Patricia, they were explaining to it. Part of the problem was at Pearl Harbor, all those ships were built in the 1920s. And so we were basically sailing with a fleet of 1920 battleships. Right. And then so in we, uh, kind of Right. And then, uh, and then 1940, and then when we decided to go back into production, uh, they built the Iowa fleet and the Texas fleet. But I would have thought there would be more than eight to nine per battleship, Patricia. That would be my right, guess. Here we go. I got a list of warships. Okay. Um, and I, I don't know. You, you would, this is going to be interesting. I'm, I would assume there would be a lot more. Let's see here. List of warships. Destroyer, destroyer. What we want is battleship. Battleship, right? yeah. All right, let me put in. Because I always thought the Battle of Midway, for example, if it was, we always talk about three aircraft carriers out there. Okay, so we got the South Dakota. Okay. Colorado. Um. Almirante. I'm looking at a picture what? right now of it out there. Oh, no, that was chilly. Wait a minute. Uh. Well, that's what they were telling us. There were two different fleets. There was the Iowa fleet and the Texas fleet. Pennsylvania, okay. Wyoming. You know I, I need to get the answer for, I've been wanting to, but I just haven't done it, was to know during um, Pearl Harbor, the bombing of Pearl Harbor, where my dad's battleship was. Was it out to sea? Where was it? Before he, you know, joined up after Pearl Harbor. And so... My guess would be out the fleet. If he was on the call route, you don't hear it mentioned in in the Pearl Harbor rundown. So I would think it was out. It was out. 
Yeah, so I'm wondering where. Don't know. Go ahead, Patricia. You were going to give it the rundown. South Dakota, Pennsylvania. Well, no, I, I found an alphabetical list. Ah. <laughs> sort of. Alabama, Arizona, Arkansas. That's pages and category World War II battleships of the United States. That's what I asked for. Okay. Alabama, Arizona, Arkansas, California, Colorado. What's a BB-45? Don't know. Battleship Row. I think I need to look at a different site. Okay. You need to be a naval person to read this. Seriously. I'm not. Yeah. You know, I'm not, yeah. I'm not, and some of those are recognized here at Pearl Harbor. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. U.S. Naval Battleship List. Okay. Maine, Texas, Indiana, Massachusetts, Oregon, Iowa. Tier Sango or Tier Sang. I don't. I can't even pronounce that. Kentucky, Illinois. So clearly they use names other than states. Illinois, Alabama, Wisconsin, USS Maine, Missouri, Ohio, Virginia, Nebraska, Georgia, New Jersey, Rhode Island, Connecticut, Louisiana, Vermont, Kansas, Minnesota, Mississippi, Idaho, New Hampshire, South Carolina, Michigan, Delaware, North Dakota. Didn't I just say North Dakota? No. I... No. Florida, Utah, Wyoming, Arkansas, New York, Texas. Uh, didn't I say Texas already? Yeah, you talk about the Texas fleet a little bit. Uh huh. Oh, that's that's what. Okay, Nevada, Oklahoma, Pennsylvania, Arizona, New Mexico, Mississippi, Idaho, Tennessee, California, Colorado, Maryland, and then the Montana was never completed. Okay. Indiana was never built. Okay. South Dakota was never commissioned. Okay. Um, North Carolina not completed because of the Washington Treaty for limitations of naval armaments. I never knew about that. Mm. Did you ever hear about that? No. What was that? And the Iowa not completed because of the Washington Treaty. So does that because mean... Because Washington what? Treaty. Somebody's got this screwed up. On pre-World War II? It's, it's uh, yeah... It says the Iowa was not completed because of the Washington Treaty for limitations on naval armaments, and the hull was sold for scrap. Oh, this is 1923, for gosh sake. <laughs> you know, I even said World War II. <laughs> somebody, didn't get, somebody didn't do the homework on this one. Oh, man. Battleships, World War II. The U.S. Navy grew into a formidable force in the years prior to World War II, with battleship production being restarted in 1937, commencing with the USS North Carolina, BB-55. It was able to add to its fleet during the early years of the war, while the U.S. was still neutral, increasing production of vessels, both large and small, deploying a navy of nearly 350 major combatant ships by December 1941, and having an equal number under construction. Whoa. So, if you look at this, everybody, 
we had a large fleet before the war ever broke out, it looks like. Right. And it probably and it probably came down to what our strategy was during the war. So I imagine we didn't build as many battleships as we thought we would. At least I would have thought we would have needed to build a bunch more battleships. But maybe we were building smaller and faster boats. I'm not too sure um, what our strategy were. Well, you know, they those battleships were, were used for... Uh, really softening up before we did a big invasion. That's right. You know, especially you, you know in the Pacific, there yeah. uh, they would just bombard the the uh, islands. Where Iwo Jima bombarded like crazy. Yeah. You know, those Japanese were so dug in yeah. into that place beforehand and bunkers and everything. That it was amazing that uh, they still had a lot to fight. Yeah. And um, I know that on my dad's battleship, they had uh, two spotter airplanes. And in the photographs, you will see them. Um, they're on, uh, I, believe, I believe they call it a catapult. And this little raised above the normal deck, and it, you know, points uh, out to the side of the ship, and the plane's up there ready to go, you know, strapped down, however. It was, and then uh, when they were going to be doing a big bombardment, those planes would shoot off the side and then go fly um, over the island or wherever it was that they were um, going to bomb. And when they commenced the bombing, they would report back by radio uh, where the rounds were going and uh, so they could figure out corrections that they needed to do to be more effective. And then I have, they call it a cruise book, it's kind of like a yearbook. Mm-hmm. I have it from, from the Colorado, from my dad. In fact, I asked my mom that I learned that there was two. And an older sister of mine is, is uh, really into um, going to help the Coast Guard and stuff out at Alameda, which is, you know, like where the Alameda Naval Air Station was. I gave her one of them, uh, and, and that said in there that uh, one of those planes didn't come back. You know, oh, one other thing that they they did there, if while they were flying there, they saw targets of opportunity. Uh, you know, like a um, convoy of, of vehicles and, and such, they would direct that fire to those. So. We still don't know how many were employed all the battleships, right? Nope. I guess that would be a research project Patricia can work on during the week. It's a research week. project. <laughs> you know, people, people build websites and they say, oh. well, if you're looking for this, maybe you'd like to have this too. And <laughs> the answer is no. I want what I asked for. They, uh, they keep rolling things together. I have okay. one list that looked spectacular until I realized that it had Chile, Spain, Britain. <laughs> oh, dear. Italy, United States, without everybody in there. But anyhow. Okay, Paul, okay, you did very well on the wedding question that Walden posed. What would you what, like in your envelope? What would you like, Paul? Uh, where, where were we? What were we you left on? off at Mr. President. Mr. President. Right, okay, and did I just give you uh, 
one, two. Oh, you know what? I started I, I started a little list in my new uh, Evernote uh, thing here. You know, something you can write notes and whatnot. And I started an old-time radio ones I have and one I'd like to turn in. Let's see what I got in there. I only just pretty much opened it. Okay. okay. I only heard one of these just recently, and I'm, you know, I believe that there are more. Uh-huh. It was called On Safari. It was sponsored by General Motors. I don't on think I heard it. Safari? I think I heard it on yesterday USA. Huh. Is that what he said? Yeah, On Safari. Yeah. I'll look for it, Paul. I never heard of it. Uh, me neither before this. Well, boy, that's right up my alley, you know. Okay. Uh, well, I I will do my best to find it. Well, thank you, Paul. Okay. Well, if if you aren't able to find it, of course I don't want you to give up. But um, the companies that that have like those teenagers, and I had requested one a while ago with the um, oh, a date with Judy. I think I, you and Harriet. I see Harriet. Harriet. Um, yeah. Uh, Alder, the, the Aldrich family. Do you want, do you want the yeah, Aldrich family? Yeah, the Aldrich family. That's the one I asked for you before. Bet. Are there well, other ones you, you could said, um, think of that he, he didn't were similar ask for the to Aldrich that one? He, asked, he yeah. asked about it, but okay. he took suspense instead. So. Right. So I think you'll want so, the Aldrich family now. Oh, you didn't? You didn't do that? I thought I had crossed it out as one that you took care of. No. you. Um, when we talked, you said... Yes, I would like the Aldrich family later, but give me suspense, the fourth episode or the fourth disc of suspense for now. And we never got back to the Aldrich family. So oh, okay, I would yeah, I would love to do the Aldrich family. And are, are there any other ones that are, you know, like that that come to mind? With oh, teenagers? Uh, uh-huh. Life of Riley. Life of uh-huh. Riley, yeah. Life of Riley, a date with Judy. Gene with. That's the one I'm thinking of just now. Uh, Father knows best. Okay, Father knows best. That, that's the one you can just put. You put that down for sure. for the future. And I don't know the one life with Judy. Uh, a date with Judy. A, a day with Judy. A date. A date with Judy. Oh, a date. Let's. We're uh, going out on a date. Uh huh. It's a okay. fun show. I never heard that one. No. Huh. Okay. Uh, well, for this week. I'll do On Safari and the Aldrich family, and then next week we can talk about some of the other shows with teenagers in them. Okay, and if anybody knows about uh, On Safari that would be of any help, uh, call it and tell her. uh, If it's out there, I'll find it. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so where do you you look and have access to to do these? Um, Everywhere in the world. Yes, there is no there is no website that is not available to Patricia. <laughs> no oh. stone unturned, <laughs> no show ignored. That's right. So is yesterday like USA having to buy this to do this? No, no, no. Patricia got connections. She knows people in high places. Yeah. Yeah. I have a couple of sites that I visit that are not in this country and a couple of people have taken very good care of me so 
um, if I can't find something, I save them for last because they're so gracious and they go out of their way to help me. But if I can't find something through regular channels, I'll go over there. It's a British site. She'll go overseas. See if anybody else has has stuff over there. She'll go overseas. And so, um, yeah, I would imagine that they take a good care of it. But BBC sounded as good as it does. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I know that we. I had also asked for like the uh, South Africa. Yes. Um, yes. Um, Sherlock Holmes. Yep. And, you wanted Sherlock Holmes, the South African Sherlock Holmes. So you know, I got yeah, Sherlock Holmes one, with Nigel which, Bruce which, and Basil Rathbone. Yep. What other kind of stuff do, does South Africa have? I have their, their, various, their various shows, Paul. They have, them help me. They have detectives like the Fat Man and all sorts of good shows. So... Australian. Okay. I, I think the fat man was Australian. Um, I, I am was, I am no expert on South Africa. You're, you know, I just know. Yeah, anything with Springbok on it. Yeah. But we do have to say good night. Good night, Paul. Okay, guys. Bye bye. And uh, you have a great week. Okay? You too. Bye bye. Bye bye. Should we cut it down? Um. Yeah, and and in about ten minutes it'll be four o'clock here. So you want me to shut it down? Or you want to keep taking more calls? Yeah, for ten more minutes. Okay. We we get down. Oh dear, I'm spilling coffee all over the place here. <laughs> See, I get so distracted. Now I have coffee all over my kitchen, and my paper towels are in the car. <laughs> well, you you why don't you go do that? And I'll go play a song or something. I just yeah okay. Okay, you do, I you, I can't you, do you do that anyway. You do that, okay? We're okay. Gonna, we're going to play, play a song. We'll play, you just stay right there. You go clean up the coffee, and I will play music. Thank you. All right. My goodness gracious. You know, what can I say? Let's see here. Together, a couple of stay rubbers. Our day is done at breakfast time and starts it with our suppers. Here we are together, are with the best of friends must party. So let me sing this parting song from the bottom of my hearty. Good morning. It's a lovely morning. Good morning. Dance the whole night through. Good morning. Good morning. Do you? How do you do? I said good morning. See, the sun is shining. A good morning. It's a pretty scene. It's great to stay up late. Good morning. Good morning to you. 
when the band began to play, the stars were shining bright. Now the milkman's on his way. It's too late to say goodnight. Good morning. Good morning. And that's Mickey and Judy. And uh, here's I'm here. Oh, you there? I am so. Hello there. We have a call. Can you believe it, Patricia? Why doesn't that surprise me? Good morning, Dan. How are you? Good morning. How are you doing? We're Good morning. Super. Boy, you talk about getting in under the wire. You can do that every week. Well, you're on the wrong side of the clock there. What? <laughs> Boy. <laughs> what? 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 And Walden said you... he did make raspberries, and I didn't even hear them. <laughs> You have selective hearing. You you love your you love your fellow listeners and family members, Patricia. I guess. I guess. Dan said in an email that the um what do you call it? The brain teaser that I gave him last week that had an answer of footsteps. What do you leave behind? The more you take, the more you leave behind and it was footsteps. And Dan said Walden made raspberries at the answer, and I never even heard it. I thought you were telling me I made raspberries because that's something that I would do. Somebody made raspberries. It wasn't me, and I didn't think it was Walden. Well, I don't know. It might be an interference. <laughs> Walden, did you make raspberries? <clears throat> Walden. Did we lose him? Walden. He's going back to listen to the show. I know it. Well, I'll be listening on Wednesday. <sighs> well, anyway, how are you? How is stuff? How cold is it? How cold is it? It's cold yeah. enough I turned on the heater for the first time this morning. You did. Ooh. Yeah. And How I heard a brief that? mention that someone said it was snowing in Illinois. Oh, my goodness. This, oh, that's bad winter like, coming. It was, it was 90 here on Friday. Oh, my gosh. You know, that sharp up and down is brutal. It Just, is brutal. I don't like it. And I heard no. someone say it was like 80 in Texas or something like that. Yep, in the 80s in Texas. In the and 80s I, and I, I, I listened to part of the program this morning, and I could not stay You're awake back. for the rest of it. Did Are you back, Walden? Uh-huh. Where did you? I went to the kitchen. I went to the kitchen to get a piece of cheese. Oh, I accused you. I've been of hungry. Going of going back to the recording of last week's show to I, see if you could find raspberries. Well, I did it. I, I definitely did it, but I wasn't doing it against you. I was just saying, I was yeah, making sound effects. But I never even, I never even heard them. I did. I did the Patricia style. You, you have a certain raspberry style. I was just copying you. That's all. There you yeah. go. 
That's how I do it. I I copy my Patricia. Those are my adorable whatever. Yeah. That's what I was doing. I was walking on. <laughs> there. See, it wasn't raspberries after all. It's the motorboat sound. Now, what would be a raspberry? Yeah, no, I didn't do that. I went... That's a Bronx cheer. Okay, Dan, what do you think? I'm not buying that. <laughs> <laughs> what are you not buying? A raspberry is a raspberry. It's a Bronx cheer. What's the difference between a Bronx cheer and a raspberry? Nothing. <laughs> Except the name. Now, that's a, that's that a big you, one. Yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, a raspberry can be more polite than a Bronx yeah, cheer. Yeah. You know, Missouri is a show-me state. I think Indiana is. I am not buying that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we work so hard to please people. Mm-hmm. I'm not buying that. Who else does, who else does five and a half, six hours of similar internet radio besides us. Yeah, well, mm. and, and work so hard to have people happy. I know. You, you're, you're the proof of that looking at your four. You really did get something to eat, didn't mm -hmm. you? Well, I've been hungry since 9 o'clock, so I figured after four hours it's time to go get, to finally uh, go do it. Well, cheese is good for you. I like cheese. Okay, poor Dan has suffered from 90-degree weather down to turn the heater on in how many days? Well, since Friday at noon. Since Friday afternoon, I guess. I guess it, oh. it, that sounds like a, a, a green is getting a cold. That kind of weather change like that. Oh, man. You know, that stuff is really awful. That is so hard on the body. So, Dan, it's time to move, right? To where? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a fabulous question. Walden, uh, what would be the most benign place in terms of weather? For Dan? And the, and the kindest for no, anybody. Uh, no, Malaska? I'm looking right here on the National Weather Service. They've got freeze... Uh, Let's see, they've got frost warnings, or at least freeze warnings, warning, all the way into uh, deep Tennessee, southern Tennessee. Uh, they had oh. frost warnings and freeze warnings out all the way down to Kansas last night. So, oh. um, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be an early winter, I believe. I, and it's going to be 96 here tomorrow. And, uh... Six? 96, what they're saying. Wow. And so, summer has arrived here. <laughs> summer. <laughs> <laughs> we need to have a conversation with the national weather people. Well. What? What do they know? What? You know, it, Not that, much. You know, that's a, that, isn't that an easy job? They need to just be right about, what, 10% of the time and they still got, they're still employed? Well, then I guess that's why they have to do entertaining. I tell you, when Al Roker started on the weather station, the weather channel, 
Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, we're we're turning into an entertainment show here, and that's exactly what has happened. We don't get 24 hours of weather. I don't know how many hours of weather broadcasting they actually do, but you can see everything from movies to well, documentaries. Well, Patricia, I mean, let's see, I think Delaney was telling me that she likes watching the the thing called the Storm Chaser. I think that's on the Weather Channel. Mm-hmm, that's yeah. on the Weather Channel as yeah. well. What you didn't realize, Al Roker's show is only done live at 6 in the morning East Coast time. It's repeated at 10 on the, on the Weather Channel. It's repeated. Um, now, doesn't weather change hourly? It does, but what they do, they, uh, you know, they update it, but he's not doing the updating. Got it. Yes. I, I, t- I am so disappointed. I just, I loved that show. And then the, they they used to, when they said local on the 8th, you know, at 8 uh-huh. minutes to every hour, you yeah. would get the local weather mm-hmm. and now we get the entire east coast and the entire middle of the country and the and all they do is roll numbers this is what the temperature is in such and such a city that's terrible i demand so, a recount that's a sad a daylight savings say, time uh, just so you know there's a frost advisory all the way down to nashville wow Wow. But, uh... As I said, 96 degrees here tomorrow. Well, send it this way. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. It's too early for this. (laughs) Or too late, depending on... You know? Yes, yes. So, uh, hey, could you give me a rundown of what you're covering over the next week? Uh, Did I hear Don Wells is going to be on the program. Hello? Hello? I'm oh. here. Are you there? I'm, I'm here. here. Are I, you there? I'm here. I don't know what happened. I don't know. I went and put my shoes away. I'm, I'm, <laughs> That'll work. <laughs> I, I, I'm walking around my socks. You know. So that's Are what you darning? Nope. I have a little ankle socks. Right now, uh-huh. yep. you were you it. were talking it's about being roasted. I am. It's so hot, I'm sticky. Right oh. now, so I'm standing up because I don't want to be stuck to the chair. Gotcha. Are we uh? What are we having on the program next week? Who are we having on the? Well, program? okay. This is the. I'll give you the current guest lineup. Oh boy. All right, tomorrow. We're having a, we're, uh, they, are, they, we're supposed to have Joanne Worley on tomorrow. Uh, but, uh, she had to reschedule, she had a family emergency. So we're having a step in, uh, to help talk about the current fundraiser she's involved with. But, well, you're going to hear the Anderson, the interview we did with Bill Anderson. Of, uh, oh, good. Then next weekend, uh, one of the big band sidemen, Johnny Rosentino, who, uh, his brother-in-law ran the Glenn Miller Orchestra right after Glenn disappeared in England. Mm-hmm. You'll hear the, uh, Tommy Dorsey, the, the Tommy and Jimmy Dorsey Part 2 next Sunday on 
October the 17th, Don Wills will be with us. Mary Ann of Gilligan Island, that will be on uh, October the 17th. Sunday, uh, Bruce Beamer's grandson will be with us on Sunday, October the 19th. That will be live. He'll be taking calls. Uh, on the 24th, uh, we have reached out for people who were in the Midwest through all the West Coast. There was a gentleman named Larry Cox who, who, uh, his dog Wilbur got more fan letters than anybody else at the station. It was him and his dog Wilbur, and they would talk nostalgia, and, uh, he would have play a piano, play music, and, uh, had an open fireplace. And when he wanted to give the weather report, he would step outside in Colorado and be by his stream. And uh, he would do everything everything in his uh, strippers. So he'll be oh. on the 24th. The 20th, uh, Halloween on the 31st, we're going to look at Arch Ober. We have Jeremy working on Arch Ober's book. November 14th, 15th, 16th, we are broadcasting the Spurvac Convention. And then uh, November 29th, a Saturday, Bill Grimes, the the major, will be from Toys for Tot. We haven't had him on Patricia almost in a year and a half. I was wondering about that. I remember him yeah. last time being on. That's great, because it was uh, last July. Yeah, it was last July. We mm-hmm. talked with him and, and left the poor man alone for Christmas yeah. because he's... He's so up there, but yeah, that'll be great. And then we'll have Dave King on to talk about his Christmas program. Uh, Dave is a fellow broadcaster in Rhode Island who happened to have been, we've been supporting his Saturday morning show. Those of us who are willing to make the sacrifice of getting up or staying up all night (laughs) and helping them out. Um, the Trisha was on there, what, about a month ago? Him was sent at like 5 in the morning. So, Dave, if you're listening to us, hi there, way up in Rhode Island. Rhode Island. You might be awake already. So, uh... Um, yeah, Rhode Island. Rhode Island. Yeah. Patricia is a star in Rhode Island, you know. <laughs> and he was kind enough to invite me to join him on his show, and that was nice. I just didn't bother to go to bed either. Walden didn't. I didn't. John Lurie did. The star wherever she goes. She is. I am blessed to be her caddy, you know, wherever, yes. wherever she allows me to carry her golf club, we go. If, you, if you're serious, Walden, I wouldn't tell anybody you are associated with golf and me in the same <laughs> sentence. Well, I think it would be fun for Patricia to have a blind caddy. I think it would be a novel. <laughs> you can help me, help me pick the right club. <laughs> I think it would be and- fun. And you would be great backup when I start collecting money from people I on think the first so. for not. I say they're gonna say that Patricia and that blind caddy. I think I think we might get a, a <laughs> I, I think I think we got a possibility of having an article written in Golf Magazine, don't you think? <laughs> I, I think perhaps <laughs> the first comment would be I I can't. No, no, I can't play behind me. <laughs> and they wouldn't. And I would stand there and say, okay, where did it go? And you can just point. I just point. And, and, yeah, I mean, this would be pretty cool. You're right. We could get an article we out of it. We could get an article out of it. You know, the only thing I can't. Magazine, at least. 
What I can't really do very well with, on the golf course is the approach. Trying to judge, trying to get the ball up on the, on the green when I'm on the, on the green. Yeah. yeah, that is tough for me to judge that 15 yard, 20 yard distance trying to get it up there. I haven't figured that one out. Or we might be better off playing behind be you. This is about and I'll carry your club. No, I'd rather be your caddy. I think we get better ratings that way. You know, for a program that's supposed to not be about sports, it's a lot about sports. Oh, now, now. Now, now. Now, now. We've been, now, cover now. We've been covering... What did he say that I missed? He said for a show that doesn't talk about sports, we're talking sports. What? I know. He thinks golf is a sport. It's not really a sport. It's a skill. Mm -hmm. I think it you is. You say that to a golfer, you might be hit by a club. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's a theory. It's a theory. If, if really, if golf is a sport. And what would you name I it think, in I think it's a sport. Some people think it's a skill. A skill. So, uh, I think, well, so, so, you know, every sport has an element of skill to it. Well, some people think there's been a big debate if really bowling, is that a sport or a skill? Another one that they've debated is car, stock car driving, you know, race car driving, is that a sport they. or a skill? Who Who is this they? The unknown wash of society. <laughs> I call it the big they in the sky, yeah. <laughs> The they who argue. Those. Them. Them. Those. Those. <laughs> they who. Hey they who. Golf is nothing but a place, a field that lost itself. Well, I've got some. Hold on. Don't go away. I've got at St. Andrews in... Excuse me, the longest putt. Let's see, that's not what we want. We want more than... Well, I have to wash out. When, when I'm playing with the irons, I have a tendency to to stroke it like a baseball bat. So i got to be a little, more, a little more careful of that. Um, lower. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm looking for a piece of information that I apparently did not copy and paste here. St. Andrews in Scotland is probably the most famous golf course in the world. Right. The 17th hole on St. Andrews is most assuredly the most famous hole in the world. It's an island green. You have to shoot over, I don't know how much water. It's sitting in the middle of a lake. And I had a figure, which I do not have in front of me. It was something like 128,000 golf balls in the lake at the end of each year. Maybe it was a month. I wonder how much a golf ball costs now. That's, oh, a, that's a lot of money in somebody's pot, pond. A lot of money. Let me see if I can None find None of my it. money. None of my money. I've never played golf. You never have? Never have played golf. Never. I think it's a waste mm -hmm. of time. Okay, so when Patricia and I, if Patricia and I come visit you, can we go find a golf course? We can. The, the three of us should be a wonderful team together. We can go play Valhalla in Louisville, where they just uh, have had 
different golf. Do you think they'll let us in? Yes, we can okay. go play. We can go play a fuzzy Zeller course if we want to. Well, fuzzy, really? fuzzy would be a pretty yeah. nice guy. Yeah, he was sure a nice can. guy. Um, is he out on the senior tour? I believe he is. Yes. You don't hear that being promoted as much as you want there the senior tour. I seem like I real, don't know why. I don't know either. I, I, I don't know the reason. Seems like it would be a a nice. Uh, have more fun. It's the competition is not as intense. The purses are, are quite sizable now. They didn't used to be. But they're having more fun with each other. And I think in my heart, because I'm such a sports person, <laughs> I think for the people in the gallery, it's more fun and entertaining to watch the senior pros than the regular pros. I think it because I think the senior the seniors are a lot more well known, and people have That's taken true. They've already made their names. And, yeah. and people, uh, gotten used to know personalities and different people. So, you know, people know who Tom Watson and Tom Kite and mm -hmm. all those guys who used to play the the senior tour all yeah. the time. Yeah, a lot of them go out on the senior tour. Okay, St. Andrews, 17th hole, 120,000 golf balls hit into the water on the 17th. Oh, no, wait, this is Sawgrass, not St. Andrews. It's Sawgrass that has been the, um, the TPC Sawgrass in, in Florida. It's on the east coast in Florida. And uh, it's on that 17th which is the most famous in the world, the famed Island Green, 120,000 golf balls. Wouldn't you like to have a concession on that place? How much would you have to pay for a concession to collect golf balls? I don't know how deep the lake is, though. Well, 10% a ball? I wouldn't pay that much. I mean, 120000 a year, they're going to have a mountain by then. Pretty <laughs> soon the guys are going to be able to walk on them. They probably package them and resell them. You have to get them first. Who pulls them out of the lake? I want to have the concession to pull are, them out of the lake. Are, are, they, are they classified as huge golf balls? Oh, sure. So huge golf balls, are, uh, you can give them a, a 10 cents on a dozen? Oh, used golf balls, even those are pricey when they're in good condition. Uh -huh. Those are, are pretty pricey. They're not nearly as expensive as new ones. New ones on, in the brand names like Titleist. Yeah. Mm, can you imagine new in 10 years, that's 1.2 million golf balls in that lake. Wow. They're building a mountain. Have you heard of the new golfer, Jordan Spieth? No. Nope. Okay. What is he doing out there? Is he giving Tiger a run for his, I guess, Tiger's? He, he is. He's, he's too the, well. He's the nephew of one of our newspaper reporters, Joanne. 
He's doing fairly well. He's on the tour. Yeah, he's on the he's on the uh, on the pro tour, tour the, yeah. the PGA tour. Yeah. PGA tour, yes, he sure is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These guys really go through a lot to make the cut. Or well, even even the guys who don't even make the cut, who who in those uh the the tournament, you know the uh. I forgot what they call it to to the pro am the pro am or the uh, the Nike tour. You know those guys on the mm-hmm. I don't know those are, those guys are really good golfers. I mean it, oh yeah you know oh yeah. Hey, since you're having Don Wells on, are you have you uh did you get the chance to watch that program I sent you? Not yet. Uh, okay. Yeah. She was the executive producer of that show. I'm not surprised. She got a new book out, and that's why they asked us to have her on because they're promoting the 50th anniversary of Girls in Highland. I see. So. I haven't seen the book yet. I'll have to look it up. Yep. It's. You know, one, it's one of the sh- sh- series I grew up watching in reruns on afternoon almost every day here in California. It was on reruns for many, for almost, I think, throughout the 70s. Still is on reruns. I think, yeah, I, I think it, I think it is. It's uh, still part of the staple. You know, let's it's, face it, there are certain series, I don't know if it's ever been yanked off the air. I Love Lucy, Leave it to Beaver, Goes in Island, The Brady Bunch. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's a select few that's always you can find somewhere. Uh, here in Louisville, we're uh, we're hosting the uh, I Love Lucy um, live on stage. They're they're doing a they're doing a, a musical or a, I don't know if it's a musical. I guess it would be. Um, they're taking like an old program from the Lucy I Love Lucy and they're putting it on the stage. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to go to that. I think it's like midweek this week. Well, has it gotten we... good reviews? From what I've heard it has, yeah. I don't know if uh, Lucy Arnaz is supporting it or just, I don't know who they had to get permission to uh, put this on stage. Yeah. During nationally. I wouldn't even. Uh, I, I guess it start with whoever owns control of the estate. I don't know if CBS Paramount still rights to that or not. No, it's always been owned by the family. Has been owned by the family. Always, yeah. They, Daisy was a sharp, sharp business guy. He was. And Lucy and, Lucy and Desi owned everything they did. And. Basically because CBS could not see, they thought it was going to be a flop with Desi, even though they really wanted Lucy. Mm-hmm. And Desi used that for his advantage, so he said, if I'm willing to pay for the cost of production, can I keep the, the masters? And they said yes. So think of all the money he made off of rerun. And so he thought, he was the one who visualized Filming it. Yeah. Well, let's face it. You know that he, they, the family made a ton of money for all the reruns over the years off the film. Mhm. Yeah. So. 
this. And, and now if they're selling it, you know, as a stage production, I'm sure there's money there. And yep. people, you know. Probably, my guess is if it's not a smash hit, it just rekindles the brand with everybody who maybe haven't forgotten about it. Well, you know, you were mentioning earlier about the Duke bourbon or whatever. I'm yeah. sure that's probably what the uh, children are thinking, you know, at least get the image out there and and uh, get it out to younger people. Mm-hmm. So, you know. I found a short article about that after Bob was talking about it, and it's the other way around. The oh, is it? John Wayne's group is suing Duke University for putting up a fuss because a judge blocked the John Wayne group from using Duke in the name. Wow. So I, this is going to be going back and forth. This will be interesting to watch. How did he get known as the Duke? Yes, which is why they uh, want I mean, to use it. On, how, it how, how did he become uh, associated with the name Duke? Well, yes, yes, they called him the Duke. But how? But Dan's asking, how did that come about? Oh, I don't know. I don't know either. I was wondering that myself. But uh, you know, I knew he was a show. He was called the Duke, but I didn't know if that was from one of the movie roles or or just hmm. how that came about. We'll have to look that up and find that question. out one of these days. Because it's a it's a strange word for a a person who has an image of cowboy type and western type stuff. Well, maybe maybe it's. Maybe it's a, a different way for them to give him royalty, you know, in the old European system, a duke, the duke of Windsor, the duke of whatever, mm-hmm. with a title. Yeah, yeah that's right. And that's just another idea why he might got gotten it. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to sure, thank you for the, wanted to thank you for the Les Tremaine show today, that was interesting. Did you enjoy that? I did. I listened to it while I was, when I could at work. I didn't catch all of it, but I did. Well, you have another whole week. To, you have another whole week to hear that. It'll be heard every day. Oh, really? On the Blue Network? Uh, next week will be on the Red. On the Red. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It'll either be on the Red or Blue, but ne- next week will be on the Red Monday through Friday, and then back on the Blue, and then uh, then we put together the. The one with Louie Tuttle. I heard that. Yep. Yes. And then well, I, next Saturday, uh, or when will that start? A week from Monday. A week from Monday. Yeah, so it'll be the 13th. And then uh, I'll be putting together the CBS Doc Company when we had John Daner and Polly Bear and Harry Bartell, Virginia Gregg, all together, six of them. Um, talk about the work together at CBS. Okay, here's a question for you all to ponder at some point. Yes. Who are the top five radio performers like, would you say William Conrad would be number one, number two might be Lorraine Tuttle, number three, I don't know, Parley Bear would be as high as number three, um, you know, so on and so forth. That might be a good question to ask people sometime mm-hmm. when they call in, you know. In My guess is, yeah. Uh, if I had not, and I'm talking about the, the, we're not talking about superstars. I'm talking about the char- 
character actors yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yes. In my book, pretty close to the top is Elliot and Kathy Lewis. True, true. Yeah, that, that those would be pretty high up there. And what was uh, what was the lady's name? Felton? Verna? Verna Felton? Yes. Yeah, you like her? Yeah, that, he always had her. Mm-hmm. And then Gail Gordon, too. I mean, yeah, he was you, fun. You, you can't knock. You have to put Gail up there. There's no, no doubt about that. Yeah. But I would say the number of radio hours, you know, on the number of hours on radio, I think probably William Conrad would be would be top, I would think. My guess um, is, well, I think... I don't know where I, it's from. I think, so. I, yeah, I think we're a little skewed on that because... He, he, a lot of William Conrad career got started after the war. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh? Uh, he, he was doing. He was in the service, uh-huh. and he was working on some local radio on KNPC. But because we have so many copies of it, we mm-hmm. probably view William Conrad more often than others. Sure. If you go Which back, thing? to if you go back to uh, Frank Nelson, who go back mm-hmm. to 1929, and Billy Lewis in the 37. Uh-huh. Uh, those guys had sort of a jump on on Conrad in terms of, uh, for example, um, Marvin Miller did over 30,000 shows. Yeah. Uh, we don't have all of them, of course. Same thing with West Tremaine, yeah. those guys. You're saying we're skewed on our view due to what's surviving? Yes. Yes. Okay. I see what you mean. Exactly. Yeah. And um, still think Jack no. Webb for his variety of shows and his intensity of acting. I, I think he should be at least considered for up there. Who, who's that now? Jack Webb. Everybody, everybody is excited about that. No, I, I, I'm, t- I'm pondering. Webb. I'm pondering Jack. Yeah. Jack who? Jack Webb. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, Jack Webb. Uh huh. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. he did Dragnet, he did Pat Novak, um, Jeff Reagan. Yeah, I think the, the only the only thing you got a question about Jack Webb, there's not a lot of comedy in his profile. Now the comedy in the show was written into the script. It was part of the character uh-huh. as opposed. To comedy, you're right. Right, I, I mean, that's the only... They have such a powerful presence in radio. Well, okay. I'm but defending my case. No, 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 I think this, this is a valid point. I'm just, I'm just doing yeah, but just, and, I, and I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just, no, I, I understand that. I understand that. But I, somebody like Marvin Miller, mm-hmm. he's not he had a presence all over the place, but he's not a household name. So if he's not a household name, the poor guy isn't getting these kind of credits that he should get for the work that he did. Well, that's why I'm wanting to see, that's why I'm trying to find what the list, uh, are we talking about character mm-hmm. actors? Are we talking about the stars? He, I, I yep. think Jack Webb is more of a star rather than a character actor. That's interesting. Well, yeah, I mean, his, his list of characters was very narrow. Mm-hmm. It's quite great. I I withdraw my nomination. No, no, no. I'm just, I think it's yes, a good nomination. No, it's, it's true. His versatility was nothing. 
but that was not a raspberry. It was, what was that? An exclamation it's kind point. Squirt. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I I think it, maybe what we need to do is define different categories. You see what you did, Jan? I know. I'm sorry. I do these it's things. It's four thirty in the morning, no. and you want me to think. I tell you, you, I am a huge fan of Gail Gordon, and I am a bigger fan of Gail Gordon since I heard him on the Hall of Ivy yes. sing a Texas accent. Yep. Bingo. I thought this was hilarious, you know, but uh, uh, I don't know. Well, also, also, you can hear him uh, do one on Burns and Allen. Really? I don't know if he, I've heard he, that. He, what, he, what? he was the oil what man. Year? He was the oil man in the late 40s. Oh, you I know, really, I do remember I that. I did not know that. I've heard a couple of shows with the oil man yeah, in it. Yeah, and that's Gail Gordon. Oh, for goodness no. sake. I listened to them Dallas? before my ears yeah. were trained. Well, no, well I, don't think, I don't think he was originally born from Dallas, but he played a, he played a Texan. Everything was big in Texas. Yes. All these right. oil wells are big in Texas. That's right. That's right. You know. Um, I had some information about the Duke. Yeah. His name? Oh, this yeah. is on biography.com. Mm -hmm. So that's a, a, you know, I mean, that's a pretty hot, because they got a television station and everything. Yeah. Pretty um, viable. In addition to his given name, he, you know, Marion Robert Morrison, and he started changing it all by himself. Um, in addition to his given name, he acquired the nickname Duke. The origin of the Duke nickname is often questioned, but Wayne himself said it was simple. Hell, the truth is I was named after a dog. He owned an Airedale named Duke as a youth, and locals in his hometown of Glendale often called the two Big Duke and Little Duke. And according to him, that's where it came from. Well... Sounds pretty. It sounds pretty sensible. Big Duke and Little Duke. That's right. Yeah, That's right. Am I correct? Does my brain tell me the truth when I say I've heard recordings or interviews or people referring to him as the Big Duke? I think so. I think so. I've heard the phrase Big Duke Wayne. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was a big. He he was a big guy too. Yeah, he was well over six feet, oh, six yeah. four, six three, something, six four, I guess. Well, I'm going to wind it up here. I know you're all tired. Who me? Hey, we'll get <laughs> started. That little rascal, he slept late. Yeah, that helped. You had a busy day though. I did. Now, I, here's a question: uh, the Spurback program. Are you doing that live or is that recorded? It's live on tape. Live on tape. That's what we're going to say. We're really live, but you're hearing it recorded. <laughs> freshly frozen, huh? Freshly frozen. Yes. Flash frozen, yes. Flash frozen. Jason, flash frozen. So, yeah, see, when you hear us at 2 in the morning, that John and I I woken them up say, time to do the show. And no, it, 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 um, what we do at Wednesdays, one every couple of weeks, the three of us get together and record a track, and then Larry puts them in. I do.
do the edit. I take the interview and I and I put it in some manageable um, format. Yeah. And uh, and so we only got two hours. Yeah. So for example, for Rintar, I cut out um, the door prizes. I won the door prize, you know. So I cut those things out and different things like that. So you get the bulk of what we can get give you. Yeah. You know. Well, that's great. Yeah. That's great. They're uh, really entertaining shows, and, and I uh, I've been trying to catch them. And um, yeah. We we we're gonna we're gonna do one with uh, eventually here a Chicago panel with Walter Wallman and Les Tremaine and and Seymour together. Uh, we're gonna feature one time maybe the shock, the shadow, where we had, we had a shadow recreation, and everybody up on the stage worked on the shadow radio show, and then a panel afterwards. What so, year was that done? Eighty six. Oh really? Eighty six. John Archer, who played the shadow for one year, was our shadow. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember what year I started listening to, uh, Yesterday USA. If, um, if it before we probably were, before we were born? No. Not quite. <laughs> but. <laughs> my hair hurts now. Oh my word. Well, you you know, been around since nineteen eighty three or so, Dan, so did, did you have satellite before the internet? No, I I never had satellite, I just had the internet. And oh. I'm thinking probably Yesterday, USA went on the air in 1996. 1996? Yep. Okay. Yeah, was, Probably about the time I started listening. Yep, so it's been on the internet since 1996. I really didn't get a good enough computer to really listen to anything until 1999. And I think if the three of us can remember back in the early days, uh, about... The delay could be just interesting. It's amazing. Oh gosh, on the modem calls, oh, it yeah. was dreadful. dreadful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was dreadful. Not only the delays, but the rebuffering, yeah. which always put an extra space in there. I say every once in a while, I would have an entire show to listen to after everybody else said good night. Mm-hmm. There's still a bit of a delay because usually when I can I can hang up when I'm when I hang up here I can like go back and listen to myself on the internet. Yes, yes. It's it's not a big one. I would think it must be regional, Walden, because some people say five to ten seconds, and mine is only maybe three yeah. or four. Yeah, and let's face it, you and I are now on broadband. So we're gonna have a faster speed. So we our, are? our delay is not gonna be as much. Really? Well, that's what they say. <laughs> they lie. <laughs> Everybody lies. Yeah. You've got to quit. Stop listening to these they people. They. they yeah, they. that's right. That's they. the ticket. Now. I hope Bill Bragg is fine. I hope this Ebola doesn't. Well, I, I thought about that. I thought about them in Dallas with the Ebola health care down there. 
With all due respect, I think the CDC has, uh, they decided that nobody needs to know who this guy sat next to, what planes he was on, nothing. And I, I think that is wrong. Uh, I, I guess I guess he turned. I guess I guess he they they downgraded him to critical to, tonight. Downgraded to critical. Yeah. They, they, or upgraded. I think he was originally listed as serious, and then he went to critical. Well, they downgraded him. They said he's been get, going worse. He's getting worse. Yes. Right. So they. I, I don't know. Would that be a downgrade or an upgrade? Well, they gave it a downgrade. Now, what I thought was interesting tonight. The apartment unit he was living in, they uh, are cleaning that up, so they evacuated a lot of people. And the family he was with, somebody offered their house to take him in. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So oh. Yeah. They claim this stuff will go right through a hazmat suit. Viruses virus? are so tiny, you can't see them with a microscope, so that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Yeah. The old adage is, and of course it's never 100% true, <clears throat> but that a virus can penetrate concrete. Well, I it's so sad. I guess this guy was helping deliver a baby. And the yes, mom, he helped. You're right. Yeah. I had heard that. And the mom was, passed away four days after she gave birth. Wow. But Can't he also lied. That they on allowed this in our country. Um, yeah. You know, without corning without quarantining these people first. Um, it's inept. It's crazy. Um, it's it's really a, it's a worldwide dilemma. This guy lied yeah. on the questionnaire, and that's the best people can do. What are they going to do, put everybody in quarantine before they're allowed on a plane? They can't do that. Um, but the questionnaire asks specifically, have you been in contact with anyone who has had Ebola within the last, I don't know, 21 days? Mm -hmm. And he said mm -hmm. no, mm -hmm. which I think everybody would do because if he said yes, he wouldn't be allowed on the plane. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's got to be a better way. What are you going to do, hook them up to a lie detector? I don't know what the answer is. Well, maybe we're going to maybe coming on the CDC maybe we're not, not to allow information out to the people who were, who were sharing or maybe do we open Ellis Island up and everybody who flies in from another country stays on the island for three weeks? And boy, we'd have a packed island in I know. 24 I know. hours. No, honestly, Walden, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know if there is an answer that anybody can come up with, but I think sharing information, as much of it as you can with as many people as you can, is probably one of the best things that they could do. Well, the worst, let's face it, um, the poor health professionals are on the front line. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're, they're thinking cleanliness is the best thing to attack this thing, but I, I imagine the, uh, the actual involvement of cleaning yeah. everything could be a hassle. Yeah. I don't know. It's it just, you know, if I were the person sitting next to him on a plane, I would want to know. Yeah. Well, and, you know, you should know, and, you know, if there's a chance that you're exposed to it, you know, I think for the best, you should be, you know, at least 
themselves yeah. away from other un, uninfected mm-hmm. people for, you know, the incubation period. I mean, I, if I had that, I wouldn't want to spread it to you. And, you know, if I sure. knew I had the chance of getting it, I would put myself into quarantine for, you know, the duration. Yes. Yes. So and I, I think wouldn't give it to someone the, else. I think the so, majority I mean, of people would do that on their own. I think As you do. said, I, I say the majority. I, I have great faith in mankind. <laughs> I don't know if it would be the majority. <laughs> what do you think, Walden? Well, I'm just thinking back. Remember when AIDS broke out in 81? How, uh-huh. how we were such, we were such, we were guessing, you know, uh, about the different spread. Eventually we, we knew it was blood and mm-hmm. different things, but remember there was some, some people thought it was just touching door handles. The others thought it was something else, you know, it, mm-hmm. it took a while. And with this particular virus though, everybody knows how it's spread okay. and what the outcome is. It's not a puzzle. Okay. It's a dilemma. Well, the one the one sure thing is if if it's not where, you know, if it hasn't spread to an area, keep it out of that area, and that's my whole point. You know, mm-hmm. we we didn't have it in this country, so don't bring people to this country well, have the virus. That, you know? see, to me, and, that's, that's not really practical. Well, to me, that's the number one thing I worry about about the illegal immigration is bringing back diseases that we have eradicated. I think it's such a mm-hmm. it's such it's such a uh, disturbing thing to think that think that we have eradicated it's starting to pop up back again in our hospitals. And yeah, I, and a lot of it, believe it or not, is from parents who have decided that vaccines might be injurious to their children so they're not inoculating them against things like measles and measles has reappeared yeah common sense common sense oh definite lack if we went into the common sense business and could sell it over the counter we could retire it. what would we charge (laughs) i think that's a commodity that warrants a high price Actually, I'd give it away. If I could bottle common sense, mm-hmm. I would give it away. Okay, so the common the common sense vitamin. It's not a money making business. We'll have to go on to something else. <laughs> I think man, really, I, think, I think mankind would be better better off with the common sense. Yes. I don't know what? buying what she's selling there. Well. I, I think mankind would be better, better off with more common sense than Patricia Wallen whining our pockets, you know. Here's I agree. a question for you. Here, here's a question. Mm-hmm. How do you get common sense? I think you're born with it. I think if there's nothing common about it at all. I don't, I don't know. You're born with the capacity. And it doesn't, to, and it doesn't go with smarts. No, it doesn't. It's not. They're separate things. Absolutely. Yeah, Intelligent, smart, and common sense. They're independent. Right. Hmm. I agree. I agree 100% there. There are different okay. degrees of smartness. There's common sense smart, and then there's book smart. So. Yep. Well, 
Dan. Well, I'm going to hang up here. I just want to call and say hello. Good morning, Dan. Are you, get, morning, are you going? Dan. Are you going to work today? Oh yes, yes, I'm going to work. I was up uh, this time yesterday, getting ready to go to work. Uh, pretty in, in about twenty minutes. You know, Dan, Patricia and I were talking about you at the last week or the week before. What is your sweeping pattern? What is my sweeping pattern? How much sweep do you normally get? No, you do you get it all at one time? I voted for Loopy. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that confidence there. Well, I mean, really, when you say, I've been to bed, but now I got up to talk to you, and I'm going back to bed now. I mean, that's well, not exactly I what you would just, I, I know I, I know I can only catch you at certain times, and a lot of times when I wake up, I get up fairly early, like usually between 5 and 6, and, you know, sometimes I know you stay up till this hour, mm -hmm. but... Um, you know, I don't want to miss you, so sometimes if I wake up at 2, I will call in, and then I'll go back to bed till 5 or 6. Wow. Are you going back to bed? I might catch a small cat nap here, because uh, I will be working till 8 tonight, so, um, you know, it, it does make for a long day at times. I've got things I can work on this morning. Uh, there's always a No, it's work. Sunday morning. Go take a nap. Go take a nap. What time do you do you What time do you go to bed? Like at 7? Like after a show like tonight? Yeah. Sometimes I'm awake until 10. 10 o'clock in the morning? In the morning. Isn't that awful? Wow. These guys just get me so hyped. And you know what? And and you know what? What? Before the show, <laughs> the, before the show tonight, Patricia was poop. Yeah, I said, "Oh, Walden, I'm so poop." Yeah, that's right. You, that's what you said. I did. And you said, and we said, "Well, you know, we can say hello and then play yeah. an interview or a show or something." Yeah. I said, no, no, the show must go, go on. on. And now look, I'm all <laughs> wide awake. I'll never get to sleep. <laughs> See what you made me do? I know it. You made me do it. I didn't want to do it. You know? That old song. Oh, yes, you did. I know. She's oh, yes, you hey, did. Hey, I have a, I have a, um, I want to ask, you have asked what show I wanted sent to me. Um, yes. I found a million a, times. Uh, sent to me. Yes, and you send me off on really weird stuff, but... <laughs> It's okay. Yeah. What weird stuff you would you rather, like this time? Would you rather me say just, I'll take something out of one of the boxes, or do you want me to, to give you a specific show? Give us a show. Oh, no, I, I would really like you to give me uh, a specific show. Okay. How about, um, how about Dan Freeberg's show he was on called, was it High Time? I'll depend on Walden for that. I don't listen well, to Well, there was a show called That Rich. Oh, that's it. That's that, it. That's, that's Rich. That's yeah. Rich. Okay. Yes, that was nominated for one of the my awful, awful show. show. I haven't looked for one, so now I will go oh. out and look for one. See, I give you purpose in life. I, I know. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> yes, you do, Dan. 
That's right. You do. You, you give me directions. All right. So you can just, uh, you can either substitute, uh, that's, what do you call it again? That's rich? That's that rich. rich. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. rich. Was it only like for one uh, year? Unfortunately, yes. About Unfortunately. <laughs> Unfortunately. You know, we bring was such variety to this show. It was, it was, it, Larry Gaffin, who's a big fan, it was just terrible. So, so it was just an awful show. What was Freeberg's uh, role in the program? Well, you know how much he thought about it? He didn't make his autobiography. Really? No. Wow. <laughs> he was just a, uh, a nondescript sales guy. Uh, who bumbled his way through life, and that was the show. Okay. He, however, did the commercial for Contadina that said, who's got eight great tomatoes in this little bitty can? That was his. Mm -hmm. That was his one thing that I loved. The rest of I'm I'm being very unfair. I have not heard a lot of his work. What I have heard, I haven't appreciated, so... You know, you don't appreciate after a while. You just don't spend. I'm getting squeaky again. You don't, um, you know, spend your time with well, something that's already you would, decided you don't yeah, like. What I wonder, though, is you'd be more appreciative of his commercials. Have you heard Probably. Of yeah. Yeah, I think he was a great ad man. Yeah. But his you were talking about humor. ads sure. earlier. Mm-hmm. You were talking about ads earlier. Yep. Here's one I doubt you will get, or maybe you will. I might be wrong. What about the ad that had the tagline, it's not nice to fool Mother Nature? <gasps> oh, and do you remember what the product was? Mother Parquet. I do. Parquet. No. No. not no. What was it? Chiffon. Well, chiffon. I wonder Chiffon what happened. margarine. I have I, I have the gal I have Mother Nature's phone number. Do you really? You call Mother Nature and ask her if the raccoon can 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 appear with her as well. It <laughs> <laughs> was a lovely collection of animals. I mm -hmm. think that commercial was early enough. It was early seventies. It was a real deal that she was sitting in the middle of this zoo. Yeah, Deanne Diedrich is her name, and. Uh, Oh, well, remember the uh, competition parquet? Remember the whole thing about butter and parquet? Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. Butter, parquet. Butter, butter, parquet. Parquet. Yeah. And parquet really is a pretty good product. I don't. I, I switched to. Um, I can't believe it's butter because they came out with a low fat one or mm -hmm. a reduced fat one, I yep. think, before the others. And I started using that, and I just never went back to parquet. Hmm. I wonder if the price is different. Hmm. If it's less expensive, I'll go back to parquet. Thank you. I said it once, and I'll say it again. This show is nothing but stimulating. Educational. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> we like the word eclectic, too. Yeah. That's right. I am signing off for tonight. Okay, Dan. Thank you so much for calling. I'm glad you got us before we said good night. That's right. Glad to be glad to be on the program and you all have a great week. You too. Thanks. You too, Thanks, Dan. Bye-bye. Okay.
What are we doing? Well, you want me to just be us kids? Just be us kids for a couple of minutes. Okay. I have something. We've talked about Ed Koch either last week or the week before. I made some comments about Ed Koch, the mayor of New York City. Yes, yes, yeah. It's been a while. Uh Uh-huh. It has has been a while recently. I happened into a documentary about him on PBS. Mm-hmm. He's been he died mm, two or three years ago. Really, I did not know Ed passed away. Yeah, he did. Um, just broke my heart. He was definitely but when a they did personality. It, yeah. Pardon? He was definitely a well-known personality. There's no doubt about that. Personality is exactly the right word, yeah. Walden. He yeah. had such personality, and he'd walk down the street and say. How am I doing? <laughs> Crowds of people would say, you're doing great. Thank you very much. <laughs> Keep right on walking. And he was such a – he was bigger than life mm-hmm. in his personality. He actually was the one who pulled New York City out of the brink of bankruptcy. Well, if you think about the city of New York, how many dynamic mayors have had. Oh, gosh, yes. We had LaGuardia and – Al um, Smith. Um, Abe Dean. Yeah. John Lindsay was the powerhouse. Um, oh, there's one that just screamed right through my head. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Walker. But you're right. Jimmy there, Walker. There. I think Jimmy Walker yeah, was mayor. Yeah, Jimmy Walker. You know, yes, I mean, yes, yes. The, the, and, dy- and walk he did. Yeah. But it, Dynamic it was personality. So, yeah. It was so bittersweet for me to watch this because it – Honed in, they had film footage of his entire career. He won a third term, and his third term, the people just turned against him. And I don't know what happened, if it was familiarity breeds contempt, but it, in his second election, one of the newspapers wrote that he won with 75% of the vote, and the line they used was 75% of the vote. It's not an election. It's more like a coronation. Mm-hmm. I just love that line. But as he got older, people simply ignored him. And he was the person who actually saved New York City. He started housing projects where there was nothing but burned out buildings. Right. Um, he was the one who turned around 42nd Street, which was Yep. You know, I mean, really, it, it was a bad neighborhood, yep. 42nd Street, and he cleaned it up and brought in business. I mean, he really built that, that city back up brick by brick. And one of the last scenes in this documentary was when he stopped in. They, they you know, followed him around with a camera, and he stopped in on election night. It, I don't think it was Mario Cuomo. I think it was Andrew. Either one, he was turned away. He wanted to come in and congratulate the winner, and somebody came up to him and said, I guess because of the cameras following Ed Koch, he's not talking to anybody until after his speech, and just turned around and walked away. This kid was so young and so snotty, he didn't even know who Ed Koch was. And he, he turned this man away. And he just very graciously turned around and said, okay. He called him a name. (laughs) (laughs) But he walked away. And one of the last scenes was this 86-year-old man walking down a hallway 
into his little apartment. He walked in and then wound up the documentary. And it just, it was heartbreaking to see the transition that happened with a man who was so powerful, so popular, and did so many good things for the city. And they just turned against him. Well, I'm trying to remember, did he ever run for the governorship? I can't really remember. I don't think so, no. No, New York City was was his, his politics. Yeah. He may have been in the Senate in New York. I'll have to... I'll have because to I, I am just... Not governor. I'm trying to scratch my head thinking about over the last 35 to 40 years, different guys who sprumbled into the governorship. Oh, yeah. And... Yeah. Um, but I, I don't think from the city. I don't think mayor of the city. Mary Cuomo was not. Well, Mary Cuomo wanted going to, for the governorship. Right, and, and he said, and now his son Andrew yeah, yeah. Is, is in as Koch senator. Let me see. No, I think the, the governorship of New York is a shoe in for any political position. I'm just, trying, I'm just trying to think of the names of the different guys who've been governor over the last 35, 40 years. It doesn't have. It doesn't have the same. Well, governor, yes, but not mayor of New York no. City. Mayor it almost seemed like mayor of New York. It almost seemed like, for me, mayor of New York City is a bigger, bigger, high-profile job compared to governor of New York. <laughs> it seems that way, doesn't it? It doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah, it does. you're right. I think the governor has a, a lower profile than. Now we had Bloomberg. We recently had. Bloomberg out of office, he chose not to run. Yeah. And he was a bigger-than-life guy. Right. I can't even remember who's in now in, in his place. But, but um, you know, it wasn't, like, it wasn't like that years ago when Teddy Roosevelt and Franklin Delano Roosevelt and Thomas Dewey and, mm -hmm. and all those guys were governors of New York. And then and then threw their hats in the, in the presidential Right, hand. right. And there was a time when it was almost a done deal that you could be president if you had served as governor of New York. You know, if you think about over the last, we really haven't had, quote, unquote, a power broker from the governor of New York run for the White House, really. I mean, there was um, Mario Cuomo, but I am trying to think, you know, he was, he made, he was such a great keynote speaker for the Democrat, and so people always talked about him, but I don't think he ever ran. I don't think so either. I um, don't recall that he ever. I don't think he ever ran. Can ever I? had aspirations and for the White House. So he I may have had them, but we didn't know about them. And so you think about it, there, there really have not been a governor running from New York for the presidency. I don't know. It's been a long time. Roosevelt and Dewey are the only two names that come into my head. Mm -hmm. There had to have been more. Well, not. not since then. I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, of course, the candies are all Boston people. The, uh, the, uh, oh, uh, Stevens was Illinois. Johnson was Texas. 
Humphrey with Minnesota. Um, Carter, Georgia. You know, it, uh, you would think New York would have been a bigger power broker over the mm-hmm. last, but that it turned out to be. Texas. You should, you should think ironically how Texas has been such a major power broker in national politics. Mm-hmm. Got major dollars there, too. Yeah, yeah. The, <coughs> excuse me, the mayor who swung through my head swung through because he was not particularly remarkable, although everybody knew him, Robert Wagner. That does not ring a bell with me. I believe it was before, yeah, quite a bit before. Can you help mm-hmm. me? Maybe we should maybe too late to do it tonight, but I would like to look over the names of the gov- guys who've been governor of New York over the last 30 years. There's some names in my head that, you know, that was it. You didn't really, once they were gov- you, didn't, you sure disappeared off the uh, political landscape. Yeah. But again, it, there, there was a time mm-hmm. when being governor of New York was almost a prerequisite yeah. to getting on the ticket. Yeah. And governor of New York. Yeah, I'll do my homework. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> New York list. Let's see. List of governors in New York. How about that? Let's see here. List of governors. Okay. Going all the way back. 1795. We don't need it back that far. No, how far do you want? How far I, I would like to look from about 1950 on. 1950. Okay, so go away. 19. What is it? Boy, I like a lot of people stay. Because we don't do it, was. Okay, Thomas Dewey. Yeah. Stayed forever. Yeah. 43 to 54. That's a long time. Then we had Averill Harriman. Now he went on in. Harriman, Harriman, Harriman. Harriman was, was part of Roosevelt. He was the he was the um, he was the one to help ambassador in England. And yeah, he he was a statesman. Yeah, and he was and, and he was a major power broker for a long time. And I think he was Republican. I think he was Democrat. Oh, uh, let's see here, Democratic. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought he was Republican. Mm-hmm. Nelson Rockefeller. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Rockefeller. I, I always think of the one in West Virginia, but you're right. Okay. Mal- Malcolm Wilson. Okay. Hugh Carey. Don't know. Mario him. Cuomo. Okay. George Pataki. Pataki. I was, that's who I was thinking about. Okay. He's the name. Elliot Spitzer. Yeah, that's another one. Yeah. And David Patterson. And now Andrew Cuomo. George Not Pataki. big players in the national scene. No. You have to stay upright long was, enough to. Was George Pataki Republican? Pardon? Pataki. Last Republican would was George Pataki. Yeah, that's all in he was. 1995. Yeah. Do we run? My goodness, look at this: Democrat, 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 Democrat. And we had two Republicans: Nelson Rockefeller and Malcolm Wilson. I think Wilson was Rockefeller's. Um, what do you call it? A vice governor. That's number two. Oh, remember, wasn't Rockefeller ran for the vice president? Was it under Ford? Was, yeah. I, it might have been Nelson. Um, I, I get all messed up there because that was during Watergate and then the yeah. aftermath of but Watergate. Remember, he had, uh, I think he was appointed after 
No, that's not true either. Who was appointed after Agnew resigned? Donald Rockefeller. You could be right. Because he was part of that ticket. And then they, then they left him out and... And then Bob Dole was, was going to be on the ticket. Right. But how did we get Gerald Ford? He that was from, during Nixon's second term. Right. He came, and came from the was House. That, was that when Agnew resigned? Yes. And Gerald Ford was appointed. Right. And then Nixon resigned and right. Gerald Ford moved up. Correct. My goodness. My goodness. Well, none of these. No, no one after Thomas Dewey threw his hat in... Uh, in the national ring. Wow. Nelson Rockefeller would have loved it, yeah. but not quite. Well, always it was, to me, a little confusion about the Rockefeller because you had him from New York and you also had him from West Virginia. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I still think we got a West Virginia Senator Rockefeller. In, yes, we yeah, do. John know. Rockefeller. Yeah. John? Yeah, I think it's John. Right. Alden, Rockefeller, West Virginia, <laughs> West Virginia, West Virginia. Uh,